0: on this week's episode we celebrate our favorite holiday by bringing you the heavy hitter Edmund Kemper and discuss whether or not Michael Myers is based on him as we break down all 11 movies in one of our all-time favorite horror movie franchises Halloween so change into your coveralls and meet us in the pod shed we're mixing our seltzers with Myers rum and talking about murder everyone welcome back to another episode of THC true Hollywood crime I'm your host Mariah this is your host Bailey it's me happy motherfucking <laughs> Halloween y'all. Halloween
1: Eve
0: we are so excited it's our favorite holiday we can't wait one more day till Halloween silver shamrock exactly <laughs> exactly and normally we don't see anybody on Halloween because where we live, we don't really get trick-or-treaters, but because of COVID, um, B sent out flyers to all of our neighbors just saying, if you wanna come have like a little COVID friendly, you know, treat passing outing, come on through. So we'll get some
1: people. And now that I'm doing that with a kid, it comes off less perverted because I tried <laughs> to do this. The first year I moved here, I was living in an apartment complex, and I didn't know anybody yet, and I really wanted trick-or-treaters. Yep. So in the mailboxes and like in the laundry room, I'm (laughs) like, hey, come to this apartment. I'll have the big-size candy. And I get not one person came. I guarantee (laughs) they thought I was a predator.
0: Yeah, and also, since you moved into this neighborhood, we have more little kids now,
1: correct? Uh, This is the first time in... Forever, according to our neighbors, that there's been, like, little kids on. Them.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. So there's mainly little kids. My kids are definitely the oldest at 10 and 8. Mm-hmm. But um B, of course, because she's amazing, she made, like, full-size candy bar ghost things yes. that she's going to make the kids hunt around for, like, Easter eggs. Yep. I have candy that I think I'm just going to chuck out onto the lawn and let them find that. And-,
1: and I really, I only, I think I didn't get responses from maybe two of the houses. hmm And, um... That was just because one person, like literally just moved in. So they're like, who are you people? Right.
0: And then... Like, I'm the one with all the fake dead bodies in my yard. Yeah. And one of the houses, I had no idea no one's living there. So (laughs) (laughs) we're covered. But what if you would have gotten a response? Ooh. Ooh. So we always decorate our yards for Halloween for no reason
1: other than our own personal happiness. Did I tell you about the guy who came to check our hvac what he said to me Mm -mm. so he knocks on the door and i'm home during the day i took the day off knowing that he would be there and i answer and he looks at me and he's like you got teenagers huh and i'm like what and he's like all the decorations i'm like no bro that's me (laughs) yo i had those way before i got kids and so when he left he knocked on the door again he's like have a good one spooky lady
0: (laughs) whoa (laughs) spooky lady i was like okay Maybe Spooky Ladies should have been the name of our podcast. Mm. Um, love it. So yeah, yep. now we have someone to actually see our decorations. I know. We're very excited. Mm-hmm. And then just for us, um, as in our families that are always together no matter what, B and her husband set up a like an outdoor movie screen, and we'll project some scary movies on there and have some adult beverages and let mm-hmm. the kids run around and go like crazy, crazy and
1: people.
0: have a COVID-friendly but still, I feel like almost more fun Halloween because agree. we actually get to do something with our houses. And not only
1: that, we're not driving anywhere. I know. We always end up, one of us has to be designated driver. And it's like trying not to lose your kids. It's like, well, go ahead, kids, get lost. You're not going that far. Right. This <laughs> is the best. I'm very, very excited. Mm-hmm. So um,
0: we'll try to take videos of the yards and put them up on our TikTok. I tried on our making Instagram. one,
1: but apparently, like, I think it was like three minutes long to get the whole yard, but on Instagram you can only do it like in one minute increments now. Just like with TikTok, apparently you can't do a long video.
0: I don't know. There's like Instagram store. We'll talk
1: about this off air. Yeah. But I think because we have tried for you guys, I really wanted to because there's stories them up and then there's reels. Yeah. And
0: I think the reels is like supposed to be their version of TikTok, but yeah. I know that you can still do stories. Yeah. The Either point way, is, we'll get it done. we will figure it out. Mm-hmm. We'll take videos. My yard's not as impressive as Bailey's, but it's still fun. Yeah. And we're still having a good time. And we've made the other neighbors. I've only been here for three years. The amount of other neighbors that now decorate yeah. has gone up. Absolutely. So we've really been a bad influence, a good the influence, best influence, the best influence mm-hmm. on our neighbors. So we are very excited for Halloween. Um, how? What's going on? How's your week? This week. B's been dressing up every day for work, guys, by the way. She has had a costume on every single day for her office
1: job. It's been hilarious. And what's funny is even though we're still closed to the public, officially now until next year, they're going to reevaluate in January. I had more people in my office this week (laughs) than I have in months. Yep. So I had my first 80-year-old comment on my hair. Oh. Literally, she looks at me. She's like, what'd you do to your head? (laughs) But once I kind of joked around with her with it, I'm like, well, what else am I going to do locked up during COVID? Nothing else to do. I know. She's like, that's a good point. And then another client, we were talking about something. And he's like, ooh, you've got a mean streak. And I'm like, I got all sorts of streaks. I got teal streaks. I got blue streaks. I got purple streaks. So we had a good laugh about that. But good responses. I had somebody pull up in a car next to me while I was dressed up. And uh, they honked their horn and, like, rolled down their windows. And they were giving me props, like, woo! So name your costumes real quick. Rapid fire. Okay, Monday was zombie. Tuesday was my take on a Camp Crystal Lake counselor Mm -hmm. with Jason basically chasing me from behind because I wore the hockey mask on the back of my head. Wednesday was Freddy. Thursday was my spider witch where I did my makeup. So it looked like a spider was crawling out of my eye. And then I had a web. And then today I was a tiger tamer. Because my daughter finally got to wear a costume to school and she was my little tiger. So cute.
0: Mm-hmm. The best. That was so much fun. Um, and she really dressed up, guys. This wasn't like, oh, it's like a little. Mm, no. Mm, have like a little headband on. And, mm.
1: No. no all Full out. costume. Yeah. <laughs> Full costume. Amazing i mean your boss is so cool they let you do that yeah they loved it he took pictures he sent it to his family he's like look at this person i work with yeah. it's like a spirit boosting thing <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah they were all about it Thank- i got good responses from people the kids at the daycare oh my trying God. to figure me out first mm-hmm. they're like you know it's not halloween yet <laughs> like right. what are you doing
0: Because they probably had their parents telling them all week,
1: like, you can't wear your costume yet. It's not Uh, Halloween. And then I come in looking like I do. And then, yeah, them trying to figure me out. Like, what's going on with the maggots on your sleeve? And what are you?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I have to admit, the first one I didn't realize was a zombie. I thought it was just, like, scary. Yeah. But now that you say it, I see it. I see the vision. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Anything do you want to talk about TV or anything before we start or no. do you want to save it for after?
1: Yeah, we'll save it for after. No. Yeah, cuz I have
0: like no recommendations. I haven't been doing much this week, just gearing up for Halloween, so which is a lot much talk about. of
1: work and I forget every year. It's like even though the decorations have been up, I still got to go around and like make sure they're still together and they I know. still have weights and they still have batteries and it's like
0: fuck. Well, and we had like the craziest windstorms for mm-hmm. 2 weeks, so it was like I decorated at the very beginning of October for Zoe's birthday party. And you've had to put your tombstones up how many times? No, I just didn't. I just, once the wind started blowing them away, I was like, nope, we're going to just call this a loss. (laughs) And then today I went out and refreshed everything. Yeah. So it's looking good now. Hopefully no wind or rain comes tonight. I think we should be good. So we are ready to rock. Okay. So this week we are so excited for this episode This is one of the first episodes I thought of when I thought of this podcast. This week, we are doing the heavy hitter, Edmund Kemper, a.k.a. the co-ed killer. And who is he, in theory, linked to? Michael Myers. Michael
1: Myers from Halloween, baby. That mountain of a man, Michael Myers.
0: (laughs) Now, it was Michael Myers based on Edmund Kemper. We don't know. There's no official note on that. But if you Google Good it, for us. if you mm-hmm. Google it, you get some answers. Yeah. You get like a BuzzFeed article on mm-hmm. it or something. And honestly, that's all we need, people. We're just looking for a boogeyman. Yep. So I'm going to tell you guys the twisted tale of Edmund Kemper. It has nothing to do with the movie Halloween. But fuck it. It gives us, this is the only excuse we can have to talk about Halloween. Absolutely. This is the it's closest happening. we can get. So it is happening. Um, so let's do another cheers. Happy Halloween
1: Eve. Ding. um, and let's get into it. I know nothing. Should I be embarrassed? Like besides no. you telling me uh-uh. about him, I know nothing.
0: I didn't know anything about him either. I just, um, I just knew that he existed. Okay, like I, it's one of those names I heard with all the other serial killers. Mm-hmm. But like, I could have told you about John Wayne Gacy a little right. bit that he's right. a clown and it was little. That's boys. why I'm like, why, why do I not know? No, this? I, I did not know the depravity Ooh. that we're about to sink to with Let's edmund kemper and another reason that this episode's close to our hearts he is a northern california serial killer even better so right here in our own backyard so of course i mean do i even need to say it we should make t-shirts that say this uh i got everything from all that's <laughs> an article by gabe palaudi and wikipedia so uh,
1: we should. That should be our merch.
0: <laughs> that should be our merch is all that's interesting. All that's interesting is like, um, is that a copyright infringement? Is it free advertising? Right. We don't know. Be flattered. All right. Edmund Kemper was born in Burbank, California in 1948. His mother is Clarnell, and she's an alcoholic, possibly suffering from borderline personality disorder, um, all around, kind of just a terrible person, mm-hmm. just a hard person to be around. She would often berate her husband for what she perceived as his menial job, and she refused to coddle her son, Edmund, for fear that it would
1: turn him gay. Oh, not just soft, but gay.
0: So all of this starts to escalate his behavior. First, he starts performing rites and rituals with his younger sister's dolls that included him removing their heads and their hands. Um, which that right there B might have a little bit of a soft spot for him. I was going to say. <laughs> well that's in all fairness that's the starting point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If that's the
1: creepiest thing you've ever done right. that's his starting point. You <laughs> know what I mean? That's as far as I got.
0: <laughs> yeah. At the age of 10 he buried a pet cat alive. Mm-mm. Once he died he dug it back up decapitated it and mounted his head on a spike. Nope. Um, And then he also killed another family cat because he thought it favored his younger sister. (laughs) And he kept pieces of it uh, um, in his closet until his mother found them. Okay, So that's great. Yeah. No red flags there, people. (laughs) When his older sister... Yeah, but this was like, what, the 50s? So they're like, ah, boys will be boys. I know, just
1: a little mischief.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, His older sister Susan teased him one time about his teacher and asked him, you know, like, why don't you try to kiss your teacher? Just teasing. And his reply was, If I kiss her, I'd have to kill her first. Who knows if he's joking or if he's serious, but it seems like a weird thing to say. Of course. How old is he? Um, I'm going to say around 10 because that's yeah. when he started killing cats. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he would also sneak out of his house with his father's bayonet. I don't know why his dad has a bayonet and go over to a second grade teacher's house to watch her through the windows. Ooh. So Kemper had a very close relationship with his father. And so when his parents divorced in 1957, he was devastated because he ended up being raised by his fucked up mom in Montana of all places. Um, and he had a very dysfunctional relationship with his mom. Um, she was neurotic, domineering and alcoholic. She frequently belittled and humiliated him and abused him. Um, and she would make him sleep in the locked basement because she was scared that he would harm his sisters, and he and she would also make fun of him for his size, because by the time he was fifteen, he was already six foot four.
1: Damn.
0: And he caps out by the time he's a grown adult, he's six foot nine. Yeah. He's a big boy, which is one of the reasons that the theory is he might be ba- Michael Myers might be based on him because mm-hmm. Michael Myers is coming in at a six eight giant. Yep. So um, she refused to show him affection, of course. And um, basically just told him that he was so much like his father that no woman could ever love him. He was unlovable. So now at <coughs> 14... Mom. Yep. At 14, Ed runs away from his mom's house to live with his father in California. But surprise, <coughs> surprise, his father is remarried. And so he sends Ed to live with his grandparents on their ranch. So nobody loves ed nobody wants ed right. Poor dad ed. wants
1: to start over
0: poor ed so he's pissed and hurt so the way he takes that out is on august 27th 1964 at 15 years old ed is sitting at the kitchen table with his grandmother maud when they have an argument enraged edmund storms off and gets a rifle that his grandfather had given him comes back into the kitchen and fatally shoots his grandma in the head before firing twice more into her back. Damn. Some accounts mention that she also suffered multiple stab wounds post-mortem with a kitchen knife, but I don't know if that's 100%. um, Fact, truth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then Edmund's father, sorry, Edmund's grandfather Edmund, I think this is, I think Edmund's, Edmund Kemper the third. Okay. I think his dad was also Edmund, but I didn't look because why would I? Right. You know, details. Irrelevant. Details. (laughs) So his grandfather, also Edmund, returns from the grocery store um, where Ed is waiting outside and fatally shoots him in the driveway. And then he kind of panics. He's unsure of what to do. So he calls his mom, which feels like the last person to call. Yeah. Call his sister. (laughs) For real. Who tells him to contact the police. So Ed calls the police, and then he just waits to be taken into custody. Okay. Um, He's, psychiatrists can't believe that at 15 he could kill his grandparents. They, like, I guess it was so unheard of back then. Mm -hmm. I mean, even now, to kill your own grandparents or parents is,
1: like, very shocking. Yep. It's like they feel there should be something more behind it that would prompt that kind of. Yeah, they don't know what to make of it. So they
0: immediately diagnosed him with paranoid schizophrenia. They're like, that's the only thing that could that makes drive sense for you them. to do this. Mm-hmm. And send him to Oh, Lou told me the Okay, this is how you pronounce it. A- a- Tescadero? Yeah. A Tescadero State Hospital, which apparently is like on your way to San Luis Obispo yep. if you're driving from the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. A maximum security facility that is for mentally ill convicts. So at a Tescadero, therapists. Disagree with the diagnosis. Um, Their reports say that there's no sign of that. They say, quote, no flight of ideas, no interference with thought, no expression of delusions or hallucinations, and no evidence of bizarre thinking. So uh, they don't think he's crazy at all. Yeah. They also say that he's very intelligent and introspective, and his IQ comes in at 145. Okay. So just to give you guys... Uh, a range here. The average IQ for an adult is 85 to 110. Mm-hmm. Einstein and Stephen Hawking's IQs are both 160. Yeah, so and he's, he's at 145.
1: 145.
0: He's closer to Stephen Hawking than he is to like normal people. Yeah, that's. Whew. Um, he's re-diagnosed with a less severe condition, which is personality trait disturbance and passive-aggressive type. Oh, yeah, passive-aggressive. Very passive-aggressive yeah. to shoot your grandmother mm-hmm. in the head. Um. And by the way, the psychiatrists love him. Yeah. They love him. And uh, I think this all boils down to the fact that he's smarter than them, so he fools them. Like, he knows exactly what to say to get them on his side. Wow. And anywho, on December 1969, which is his, so it's December eighteenth nineteen 1969, which is his 21st birthday, Mm -hmm. Edmund Kemper is released on parole from a Tescadero. Against the recommendation of his psychiatrists, he is released into the care of his mother, who's now living in Aptos, California. And in case you guys need to know, Aptos, California is one and a half hours south of San Francisco, nine miles east of Santa Cruz. Yeah. So um, that's where his mom's living, and she's currently working at UC Santa Cruz. Um, At the time of his release, now, oh, sorry, he's six foot nine which I already told you guys yeah um he wants to be a cop his his record's been officially expunged expunged oh yeah so he has no more bad record great so he wants to be a cop but he's too big yeah so he becomes friends with a bunch of cops at the local bar and they all nickname him Big Ed
1: oh my gosh
0: but his relationship with his mom is still fucked up and toxic and hostile as fuck with them arguing all the time so loud and so often that the neighbors would overhear them um by the way guys my notes have now printed up at the world's smallest font so if you're (laughs) hearing me pausing a lot it's because i'm trying very hard to read them Um, but
1: we didn't get a warning this week so either my work (laughs) is just getting used to the foul language or someone was off there we didn't get our corporate email warning Mm I really surprised. I'm like, wow, it must be a tame one this week. No, it's definitely <laughs> not, not the case. Maybe the
0: font was so small they couldn't it read could, it.
1: Yeah, it. Couldn't detect <laughs> any of the words. Um
0: so he starts doing just kind of menial jobs. He moves in and out of his mom's house a few times. Money's always a little tight. And then he gets into a car accident and he's rewarded fifteen thousand dollars. So now he has a little bit of play money, a little room to wiggle. So he starts picking up Female hitchhikers, reportedly up to 150, but he lets them go. He doesn't harm them, but he does start feeling very strong homicidal feelings. Mm. Um, He's got the itch. On May 7th, 1972, Edmund Kemper is driving in Berkeley, California, in mine and B's backyard. Not now. Right. When we grew up. When he picked up two 18-year-old hitchhiking students from... What? Wait. Oh, cuz it says two 18-year-old hitchhiking students from Fresno State University, so they must have hitchhiked. Right there. Up they from could be Fresno. students of Fresno but they're in Berkeley. Mm-hmm. Got it. That was very confusing for a minute. Marianne Peske and Anita Mary Lukesha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God bless you Marianne no, and Anita Mar- Mary, but yeah. you know, I have a hard time with names. <sighs> Um, So he picks them up on the pretext of taking them to Stanford University. After driving for an hour, he finally gets to a secluded, wooded area near Alameda, California, where he handcuffs Marianne and locks Anita in the trunk. He then stabs and strangles Marianne to death and then goes back and kills Anita in a similar manner. He then puts both of the women's body in the trunk of his Ford Galaxy and returns to his apartment. He is stopped on the way by a police officer for having a broken tail light, but the police officer doesn't realize that anything else is going on
1: because they're already dead. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, Edmund's roommate's not home, so that's a plus. So he takes the bodies into his apartment, where he takes photographs of them. He has sexual intercourse with them, Ooh. and then he dismembers them. Okay. He then put the body parts into plastic bags, which he abandoned near Loma. Prieta Mountain Prieta okay. Mountain before disposing of Mary Ann and Anita their severed heads he threw them into a ravine but before he did that he had oral sex with both of their severed heads oh sure in August of that <clears throat> year um Mary Ann's head a skull was found on the mountain but a search failed to turn up the rest of her remains or a trace of um, Anita other, mm-hmm September 14th, 1972. Edmund picks up 15-year-old dance student named Aiko Koo, who's hitchhiking to a dance class after missing her bus. He again drives to a remote area where he pulls a gun on Aiko and proceeds to choke her unconscious, rape her, and kill her. Edmund then packs Aiko's body into the trunk of his car, goes back to his apartment, has sexual intercourse with the body, Mm -hmm. then dismembers and disposes of the remains, Pretty much all the same stuff as the first two victims. Yep. Aiko's mother calls the police to report the disappearance of her daughter and puts up hundreds of flyers asking for information, but nothing comes from it. So now on January 7th, 1973, Edmund, who's now living back home with his mom, is driving around Cabrillo College campus when he picks up 18-year-old student Cynthia, Cynthia Ann Shawl. He drives to a wooded area, fatally shoots her. He then places her body in the trunk of his car and drives it back to his mother's house where he keeps the body hidden in a closet in his room overnight. When his mother leaves for work the next morning, he has sexual intercourse with the body and removes the bullets from Shaw's corpse to like, hide identification, dismembers, decapitates, and he does all of this in his mother's bathtub.
1: Could you imagine finding out later... That you were in a house with a dead body. So creepy. The worst. And that you're, uh, um, forget obvi- the fact that, that it's your, your son. son did this shit. No, no, shit. that's what I'm saying. Like, just think of But about- also,
0: the whole making him sleep in a locked basement, like, she already knew something was wrong with this dude. Yeah.
1: But.
2: Uh.
0: Edmund keeps Cynthia's severed head for several days, regularly engaging in oral sex with it, then buries it in his mother's garden. He discards the rest of her remains by throwing them off a cliff. Um, over the next few weeks, all except for her head and right hand are discovered and pieced together. And the pathologist says that it looks like she was cut to pieces with a power saw. Saw. And I'll just say, whenever I keep saying like, "Oh, he had oral sex with their um, with their heads or whatever," there's an actual term for it that means forced oral sex because what he's i just want to be clear what he's having is not oral sex right. oral sex is consensual that's between two no. people there is a word for it but i have a hard time pronouncing it and so just to let you know there is a word obviously it's not consensual what he's doing these poor girls are victims so i keep saying oral sex i know it's not technically oral sex but it's the best i can do
1: okay so i'm about to get real fucking freaky with you right now oh, dear let's talk about mortis when does that shit set in he's got these heads for a couple days like isn't he worried about like maybe it getting stuck in one of these holes maybe he likes it oh i don't even know like for some reason in my head i have this vision of like one of them like i bet you albert fish would like it of course but, like, one of the schools, like, snapping shut on it.
0: <laughs> I don't think that's what rigor mortis is. I think rigor mortis is, it's like... It just freezes. Yeah, in yeah. whatever
1: position it's in. Right. So as long as he has it in whatever position he yeah. wants it in. Yeah. Marf, marf. Sorry, I told you I was going to get freaky. It just really sparked something in my imagination. All right, well, how's this for imagination? February
0: 5th, 1973. He has a big argument with his mommy. Edmund leaves the house in search of possible victims. But now people are catching on to what's happening, and so there's a lot of, not panic, but you know, like, let's be wary. Yeah, you think? And that whoever's doing this killing is preying on hitchhikers in the Santa Cruz area, so students are advised to only accept rides from cars with university stickers on them. Of course. But Edmund, whose mommy works at University of Santa Cruz, has that sticker on his Mm -hmm. car. He encounters 23-year-old Rosalind Heather Thorpe and 20-year-old Alice Helen Liu on the University of Santa Cruz campus. He fatally shoots Rosalind and Alice and wraps their body in blankets. Um, He again brings his victims back to his mother's house. This time, he beheaded them in his car and carried the headless corpses into his mother's house to have sexual intercourse with them. He then dismembers the bodies, removes the bullets again, and the next morning discards the remains. Um, Some remains were found at Eden Canyon a week later, and more were found near Highway 1 in March. So when questioned in an interview as to why he would always decapitate his victims, Edmund explained, quote, The head trip fantasies were a bit like a trophy. You know, the head is where everything is at. The brain, eyes, mouth, that's the person. I remember being told as a kid, you cut off the head and the body dies. The body is nothing after the head is cut off. Well, that's not quite true. There's a lot left in the girl's body without the head. That's wow. Edmund's quote. And there's actually, he's been interviewed extensively. And if you want to hear his quote or hear his interviews, watch his interviews, they're all on YouTube. There's mm-hmm. articles online. I don't go like doing it. that because I don't give a fuck what this guy has to say about anything. I put that in there because it was in the article. But um, I don't give a shit what Edmund Kemper no. thinks about anything in this mm-hmm. world. Um. So here we go. You want to know how. It would feel to find out that there were dead bodies in your house sure <clears throat> oh april 20th again the holiest right. of our days right. why do they keep brewing <sighs> april 20th for us the worst jerks go well, on wine sip before you
1: get to this right it's so bitter we gotta follow it up with something sweet asshole <clears throat> sorry guys <clears throat> i know i'm sorry my voice is a
0: little shoddy today um April 20th, 1973, after coming home from a party, now 52-year-old Clarnell, his mommy, accidentally wakes her son up with her arrival. And while sitting in her bed reading a book, she notices Edmund enter her room and says to him, I suppose you're going to want to sit up all night and talk now. And Edmund replies, nope, good night. And then he waits for her to fall asleep. And returns to bludgeon her with a claw hammer, slits her throat with a knife. He then decapitates her and engages in oral sex with her severed head, then uses it as a dartboard. Edmund stated that he, quote, put her head on a shelf and screamed at it for an hour, threw darts at it, and ultimately smashed her face in. He also cut out her tongue and larynx and put them in the garbage disposal, However, the garbage disposal could not break down the tough vocal cords and ejected the tissue back into the sink. Edmund says, quote, That seemed appropriate, as much as she bitched and screamed and yelled at me over the years. Edmund then hid his mother's corpse in a closet and went to drink at a nearby bar. Upon his return, he invited his mother's best friend, 59 year old Sarah Taylor Hallett, over to the house to have dinner and watch a movie. When Sarah arrives, Edmund strangles her to death. To create a cover story that his mother and Sarah had gone away together on vacation. He puts Sarah's corpse in the closet, obscures any outward evidence or signs of disturbance, and then leaves a note to the police. It reads, approximately 5.15 a.m. Saturday. No need for her to suffer anymore at the hands of this horrible, murderous butcher. It was quick. Asleep. The way I wanted it. Not sloppy and incomplete. Gents. Just a lack of time. I got things to do. Three exclamation points. Afterwards, well, I just thought the three exclamation points was just so over the top, Edmund. Uh Afterwards, Edmund flees the scene. He drives nonstop to Pueblo, Colorado. He has three guns and hundreds of rounds of ammunition in his car. And he thinks he's the target of this, like, huge manhunt. Um, But he doesn't hear any news on the radio about the murders or any kind of manhunt happening. So when he arrives in Pueblo, he finds a phone booth and calls the police, police, where he confesses to the murders of his mother and Sarah, but the police do not take his call seriously and tell him to call back at a later time. So Edmund waits around for several hours, calls again, confesses again, and finally waits for the police to arrive and take him into custody, where he then also confesses to the murders of the six students. Interesting. Interesting. When asked in a later interview why he turned himself in, Edmund said, quote, the original purpose was gone. It wasn't serving any physical or real emotional purpose. It was just a pure waste of time. Emotionally, I couldn't handle it much longer. Toward the end there, I started feeling the folly of the whole damn thing. And at the point of near exhaustion, near collapse, I just said to hell with it and called it off. So, you know, poor Edmund. Very exhausted and stressed Mm -hmm. out from all of this murder that he's doing. Um... Edmund is in, indicted on eight counts of first-degree murder on May 7th, 1973. He tries to plead not guilty of reason by insanity, but um, and then he tries to commit suicide twice in custody, but his trial goes ahead on October 23rd. And there are rumors of Edmund engaging in cannibalism with the corpses, but even with all of that three court-appointed psychiatrists find Edmund Kemper to be legally sane.
1: Okay.
0: So on November 8th, 1973, the six-man, six-woman juries liberated for five hours before declaring Edmund Kemper sane and guilty on all counts. He actually requests the death penalty, and he requests that it be death by torture, but that's not oh how fucking God. things work in California, right. Edmund. So um, instead, he receives seven years to life for each murder, and with these terms to be served concurrently, and that was, um, he is spending that sentence at, can you take a guess, Bailey? Where do you think he would be? San Quentin? No, close. California Medical Facility, which is the one in Vacaville for the criminally insane where Charles Manson is. Okay. So also in Mine and B's. Not quite the backyard of where we grew up. It's kind of in between where we grew up and where we live now. Yeah. There lies this medical facility for the criminally insane. Charles Manson's there. There's actually a few serial killers there. Edmund Kemper is still there. All he right. is still alive. Um, He keeps coming up for parole hearings. And actually, to his credit, for m- more than half of these parole hearings that he's been brought up to,
2: yeah.
0: he um waives his right to. Okay. And, He said, this isn't a direct quote, but he's basically like, society's not ready for me to be free. (laughs) Like, that's just, it's a bad idea to let me out. You think? And then the ones that he does show up to, um, they deny him parole. Thank goodness. The last time he was denied parole was 2017, but he is eligible again in 2024.
1: Oh, I was going to say this year would be real ideal. Could you imagine
0: if Edmund Kemper got out in our lifetime? Yeah, Wouldn't that be fucking crazy? Mm -hmm. It might be the first time I move out of NorCal. I have to go somewhere else. Um so Edmund Kemper has influenced many works of film and literature. He's the inspira- he's one of there's multiples. He's one of the inspirations for Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lambs, okay. mainly the part where um Buffalo Bill fatally shoots his grandparents as a teenager. That's yeah. like a direct ripoff. And I just want to note this because I've never read it, but my mom said it was so scary that she couldn't sleep forever after reading it. Love that. Dean Koontz um, used Ed Kemper as his whatever influ- uh, inspiration for his main character. In the 1996 novel, Intensity. I read that. Did you? Was yes, it scary? It was. My mom said it was hella scary. It was so good. Yeah.
1: I read it because my mom recommended it. Yeah. It was really good. I, my mom still has it. Maybe I'll go back and read it. My mom might still have it. mm mm-hmm. um, And then also he's
0: featured, not him, an actor playing him, is featured in 2017, um, he A few episodes of Mindhunter on Netflix, okay. which my husband has watched. So for once, he probably knew more about this going in than I did.
1: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Now that your part's done, would you like some?
0: No, thank you. Okay. I will fall asleep. No worries. So. What do you think of Edmund Kemper? What a piece of well, shit. What a piece of <laughs> shit. What? I mean, I get it. Your mom's the worst. But, but like, what are we saying, doing? And
1: like right in our backyard, like the whole Santa Cruz thing, that gives me chills.
0: I know. I mean, it all happened when we were, like, not even alive yet, but still. It doesn't
1: matter. Mm-hmm. The fact that he's
0: still alive. I mean, alive
1: thats a, yeah. And the fact
0: that he's eligible for parole. Yeah. Because that's the thing about those people at that Vacaville facility. Like, we know Charles Manson's never getting out.
1: Right.
0: Is he still alive? He didn't die, right?
1: He might have died. Oh. Yeah. But the point is. I think it was recently. The point is, is
0: Edmund else. Kemper yeah. could, in theory, be out and walking among us in the next three years. Mm-hmm. Um and how old would that be That's what it? I'm trying yeah. to figure out. So 1948, 58, 68, 78, 88, 98, 2008, 2018, he was 70. Okay. So he's still fairly young. Yeah. He could kill at 70. <laughs> For sure he could. How yeah. old was Albert Oh no, Albert Fish was only in, like his 50s. He just looked like well, he was he in like his 70s. <laughs> <laughs> but he's also a fucking giant and I don't feel like people that big, do they live that long? I mean, he's already made to a 70, so yeah.
2: mm mm-hmm. Mhm.
0: Fun fact: My uncle—I won't mention his name because I don't know if that's—he'll get in trouble. But um, he's one of the guards for mm. San Quentin and for that Vacaville State Hospital.
1: That's a super fun fact.
0: Yep. And you know what uncle I'm talking about? I my sure favorite do. uncle. So I sure do. He's in San Quentin with those guys, and he's in the Vacaville State Hospital with those guys.
1: That's super cool.
0: I don't know if it's cool. It's crazy. Because well, I mean, my <laughs> uncle's also, like, a smaller dude. So I'm like, what? And he's also the most non-confrontational, sweetest, most laid back. I'm
1: like, how do you do but this But how job? refreshing for them to have somebody like that doing that job. Yeah, I just
0: picture, like, San Quentin. I'm like, how do those prisoners not just, mm-hmm. like, chew him up and spit him out?
1: Because I do find that through watching all the parts and movies and bits that I did this week, um, a lot of the people... Depicted in the hospitals where Michael was, they were very um, like comforting and nice and yeah, quiet. I was
0: thinking more San Quentin, where like violent yeah, offenders who aren't
1: crazy, yeah, are mm-hmm. for sure. Um, you want to pass that wine oh. at any point there be? No, I was so into the story. I
0: just were you? It felt like I was saying um a lot, but that's once again my text was so small I could not read it. It was
1: all right. So. Unfortunately, I had planned on watching Halloween 2 because I feel like it's super underrated. Like, not enough people can appreciate the horror that it is. And then I wanted to rewatch the Rob Zombie remake because it had been so long since I had seen that one.
0: Yeah, and I think I've only seen it once. Mm -hmm.
1: And I could literally close my eyes right now and replay the first Halloween in my head. Easy.
0: And I will say the first Halloween... I don't want to speak for you. For me, I feel like it's the first horror movie that I really loved. Uh, See, Jason came first for me. I I know know. it did. That's why I'm like, I can't say that for you. But Halloween was like the first because I had watched like air quotes, scary movies before that. But this was like the first slasher movie where I was like, I liked it. I thought it was cool. I thought it was creepy. I love the idea that he's
1: in the house with her is Mm -hmm. super scary. And their use of the sound effects and the eerie music and like the you just you can feel it, and, and I, the
0: whole like he could be creeping anywhere. Like she's walking down the street and then he's behind the bush and then he's right
1: not you know it's just and creepy. So when you talk to adults who have seen the movie as adults, they're like that movie ain't shit. No, you have to see it as like a middle schooler, and that's just it. So we had Nick's nephew watch it. I think when he was eight. And we did the TV version. Mm -hmm. It wasn't even the legit version. But he could tell because of the music that something was going to happen. And Mm -hmm. that subtlety, that's all it took to make him on edge, to make him uncomfortable, and to watch him squirm on the couch. Yeah, because sometimes nothing happens. And that's just it. Mm -hmm. And you've talked about that sometimes in a movie where they just let you kind of play that out in your own head. You hear the sounds, but you don't actually see anything. So, absolutely. But because I couldn't get my VHS player to communicate with our new TV. I can't imagine why. (laughs) How crazy. Right? How dare I try to watch a VHS? Because all of my horror movies are from when I was a child. (laughs) They're all on VHS. I need to start, I guess, downloading them now because DVDs don't even matter anymore.
0: I know, but at least a DVD player you could probably get to work. Yeah. yeah.
1: So instead of rewatching the two movies that I wanted to, I'm gonna actually break down the timeline.
0: We're going of deep, guys. All
1: eleven fucking movies.
0: And but that's I, eleven so far because we got two new sequels well, we got two coming more. out soon.
1: Yeah, one should have come out this year, but thanks couldn't. COVID. Yeah. Uh huh. So the original John Carpenter, Halloween, can you guess what year? right 1978 boom on the money. bitch on the money we got six-year-old michael killing his 17-year-old sister right he's dressed as a clown his parents are out we don't know shit about the family we don't know what's going on fucked up kid kills his sister 15 years later halloween eve dr loomis Is basically the only person who's spent any time trying to make sense of this fucked up kid. Yep. Right. And I love Dr. Loomis. My favorite character. Right. In these fucking original movies. I love Dr. Loomis as well. Right. And obviously, they are going to take him to a court hearing. We know he escapes. He always manages to get himself. Some fucking coveralls by killing a trucker. Yeah, of course. Whether it's at a gas station person, exactly. However, mechanic. And and even though he's a mountain of a man, they always mm -hmm. fit Mm -hmm. perfect. And I just realized this now as an adult. How does that motherfucker know how to drive? If he's been locked up since he was six years old. The power of Satan
0: or whoever fuels him. I mean, that's what you're worried about. How about how many times he's died and not actually died? And you're worried about how he can drive?
1: Well, Halloween 6 really tries to explain all that shit for us. Okay. (laughs) But yeah, so we all know how it works out. He's going back to Haddonfield. He wants his baby sister, who I don't even know how he knows about. Again, Mm -hmm.
0: you got to just some of these movies, you just have to let it go. Use your imagination. How does he always know where she is? Exactly.
1: I love that the original mask was for sure the death mask for Captain Kirk. Yep. Based on Shatner. Yep. William Shatner mask. It's the best. It's amazing. Uh And we all know that she ends up babysitting Tommy Doyle, who ends up coming back in the sequels. But do you know who played the little girl Lindsay? New, Kyle Richards, Paris. Whoa, Hilton. really? Oh, uh-huh. Paris Hilton's aunt and Beverly Housewife, yeah, Beverly Hills yeah, yeah. Housewife. Yeah, Kyle Richards. Crazy. Mm-hmm. I had learned that a while back, but yeah, I've always loved that. I love how like famous people now, a lot of them have had starts in like scary movies. A
0: lot, mm-hmm. and a lot of them like Halloween's a good start to a scary movie. Some people are in fucking awful awful <laughs> sequels to movies that you're like god damn you need money huh
1: uh-huh. we've got the amazing scenes of struggle between lori and michael the one in the closet mm-hmm. him slashing through and then um when they when dr loomis comes to save her and they finally shoot michael and he falls off the balcony yeah and he lands on the grass and then he vanishes Yep. right all these iconic scenes that are just ingrained into us and that's basically how they end the first movie. And the second movie picks up right at that spot. Right. And, and I never knew that the second movie wasn't. Um, I didn't realize that people.
0: I like the second movie.
1: It's just because like I think it's underrated that all this shit happened the same night. It's like they try to make it its own movie. And it's like it's literally yeah. immediately following him vanishing. Yeah. She goes to the hospital. Um, It came out exactly a year later in theaters. I think they ended up filming the beginning of the movie as soon as they wrapped up the first one. That's how quickly it just went into play. But yeah, so she ends up at the hospital. Poor thing. Everything she's fucking been through. And she knows. She can almost, like, feel it that something's not up, so she's not taking the meds, Mm -hmm. right? They want to knock her out, and she doesn't want to be knocked out. Yep. And she goes walking through the halls, and she starts stumbling across dead bodies. Oh, Almost shit. Almost immediately. Yeah. Like, the poor fucking girl. And then she manages to get out into the parking lot, and she's in a car. Loomis and the cops come. They go inside. And at this point, she's so exhausted, and she's in the car, she can't scream loud enough for them to hear that Michael's obviously already in there, and hey. they're just walking right into him. That literally feels like a nightmare. Right? Right. Yeah, when you're trying to scream, have you ever had that nightmare where you're trying to scream and you you can't can't, scream? Or you're trying to run and you can't run? Right. It's the worst. And so she then goes to the doors trying to like bang for their attention just as Michael's like rolling up on the other side of the parking lot. Oh, yeah. Right. And then we've got this huge standoff between um, Michael, Lori, Loomis. They end up strangling him with like electrical cords and so it causes a huge explosion Loomis like lights a cigarette or whatever they manage to escape and we assume that Michael's dead never
0: assume that Michael Myers is dead
1: and we see Lori again being taken away by ambulance and then what happened to Halloween 3 (laughs) what do you mean what happened to it season of the fucking witch what what is it i don't know any idea did you ever see it Oh, I've seen them all. Yeah, okay. But I have a hard time. Wh- which one is the one with the with the commercials? This one.
0: Halloween yeah. three. Yes, I remember it very well. Nothing. Nothing to do with Michael Myers. Nothing
1: to do with fucking anything but Halloween. Yes.
0: No, it's it's like singing pumpkins that um on a commercial or uh, whatever on TV. And that's what I did earlier. It's like so many days till Halloween, yep. so exactly. Shamrock. And it it like brainwashes everybody. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. All these fucking kids. And so Halloween night, they're told to sit in front of the TV and the commercial starts playing and it like the mask disintegrates their faces. Yeah, that's right. Mhm. Yes. Still directed by fucking Carpenter. He,
0: listen, he was experimenting, he was branching out. What was he thinking? Maybe he couldn't get
1: Jamie Lee Curtis to like sign a contract. So he's like, fuck it, here's Halloween 3. And I'm assuming that it just was such a flop that that's what kind of dropped him out of the rest of the movies for a bit and made them go back to Right. What works. Yeah. So 1988, there was obviously a lapse in time between these movies, unlike the first three that were back to back. We've got The Return of Michael Myers. Thank God. And this is where the timeline takes a turn. Mm-hmm. It's still playing into the original movies, but because it's not Carpenter, the They're going with the idea that it's 10 years after the murder and that Lori had a child. Oh. Right? But that means she would have been like 20 because the kid is already eight years old. Yeah, but... People had kids at 20 in the 80s. But she was such a fuddy-duddy.
0: Yeah, but then she almost died, and then she decided to live her life.
1: I guess, right? You almost die, you have a baby, and then you end up dying in a car. Yeah. Because she dies. And it's been like 11 months since her death, and so her daughter, Jamie, is now living with this foster family. And the character that plays Jamie, I believe her name's Danielle Harris, she's huge to these movies. Mm Because she comes back in both of Rob's zombies. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, again, just the whole idea that Lori, within so many years, she's had a kid and then ends up dying in a car crash. And now this girl has no idea about anything. And she is starting to have visions of Michael for the first time.
0: Uh Uh-oh. Mm-hmm.
1: Actual visions are like in her head visions. In her head visions, okay. and they believe that it's like due to the trauma of losing her mom that that's what's like bringing them up. Right? Did her mom ever talk to her about Michael? No, not that we know of. So, Mm-mm. I understand what they're saying, but how could she, Why would she... have Im- images mm-hmm. in her head of something that she's never seen? So, because of all the movies and everything I know about them, it's basically because Michael's in her blood. Ah, uh, she can't escape him, even without knowing who he is. Yeah, he has a connection to her. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Loomis survived the previous Halloween, and so he finds out about the transfer, and he knows exactly what's about to go down. It's the same old song and dance. Anytime they fucking try to move this kid, he's going to kill somebody. He's going to escape. Right. He's going to find a trucker. And why do they <laughs> keep moving him? Just I know, leave him I know. in a fucking locked cell. Mm-hmm. And or so- kill him. Right. Anyone ever thought about doing that? I know. Um, so she dresses as a clown for Halloween, Jamie, Mm -hmm. and she goes trick-or-treating, and basically, once Michael finds her, and he's just about to stab her, he gets shot, and he falls into, like, a fucking mineshaft. (laughs) Right? Convenient. Yeah. Yeah. And so... They are just going to assume that he's good. I don't even think they go and look for his body, to be honest. Right. I mean, they just they never do. No, They're always like eh, he died. Exactly. Eh, let's get out of here. They take Jamie home. And that night, her foster mom goes to like run her a bath after everything she's been through. Mm-hmm. She fucking stabs her foster mom with scissors wearing the clown mask. Yeah. Right. Yes. So it's like she's been touched. <laughs>
0: yes. She's being possessed by her. Mm hmm. Un- uncle? Her Correct. uncle. Her, her uncle. Her evil uncle.
1: Mm-hmm. Halloween 5 follows up a year later. Jamie's a mute, living in a children's hospital. And uh, she's still having, like, severe night terrors, PTSD, and all that shit. But fortunately for her, even though she fucking killed her foster mom, she still has a relationship with, like, the foster sister. Okay. I guess they feel bad for, her, like... Your uncle's Ooh, the boogeyman.
0: I guess. thats <laughs> They're very forgiving people. I don't know if I could look past that one.
1: But anyway, so she's almost now like telepathic in a way. Like she can feel Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. She can feel that he's awake. He's coming back and that he's going to go after the foster family or what's left of them. Why them? To like fuck with her, to draw her out. Oh, okay. Because I'm like,
0: he has no blood relation to them. Mm-mm. To
1: draw her out so that he can get to
0: her. Does anybody... I'm sure they do, and I just don't remember. Does anybody ever explain why Michael Myers wants to kill all of his blood relatives?
1: Rob Zombie tries to. Okay. <laughs> no. But none of no, the originals. Not at all. He just hates any blood descendants? That's why I said in the first one, like, we know nothing about the family. I guess his parents were out that night doing what we don't know. Yeah, and I know that... I, I remember Rob Zombie giving him, like, a backstory, but that's still, like... I understand hating your parents, killing your parents, but why Having go a after hard fucking grudge against your sister for not taking you trick or treating so you can fuck your boyfriend? <laughs> yeah. That's just a reason to yeah. kill. Yeah, nope. And like, and and not only that, but also like fuck my great great niece. Yeah. I'm gonna fucking murder. Right. Her. If I couldn't murder both of my sisters, I'm gonna murder you. And mm-hmm, absolutely, this grudge. Who knows? Pass the wine. Oh my goodness. All right. So here we go. Keep okay. going telepathic Jamie right is connected to her uncle and she's seeing what he's trying to do and Loomis picks up on this of course of all people Loomis, Our man Loomis. right he's gonna figure this shit out so he tries to use it mm-hmm. set her up as a trap takes Jamie to the OG Myers house where it all went down so creepy mm-hmm she's sitting at the vanity or whatever brushing her hair oh yeah Fun. right this
0: poor fucking girl Also, one of the reasons Loomis was always my favorite character is there's always something a little creepy about him. Very. Like, I remember watching that first movie, and I kept waiting for the other shoe to fall that he was also a bad guy. Okay.
1: Do you know what I mean? Yep. He just had, like, a creepy vibe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, in this movie, we also have this really fucking random character that we get, like, one shot of. It's a man wearing all black and, like, cowboy boots with a steel tip toe, Mm -hmm. right? Which, when you're watching the movie, you're like, who is this motherfucker? Well, he comes into play. So, once again, there's the big showdown between Jamie, Michael, Loomis. They think they've got Michael contained mm-hmm. he's not dead and they know he's not dead yeah but they've got, got him trapped yes and they managed to get him into a jail cell okay but this motherfucker in his cowboy boots comes in guns blazing why and breaks michael myers out because he's a fan kills all the fucking cops crazy fortunately jamie had been left in the patrol car out mm. in the fucking parking lot She's just, like, hearing all this. And when she walks in and sees that the cell... Why would you walk in? Well, I mean, she's a little off. Everything that's happened I to her. I would run so far in the opposite direction. But we get to see, then, that the cell's empty. Mm-hmm. And that this motherfucker, who we don't know who he is or what he's doing, he's got Michael Myers. Yep. Out and about.
0: And he's still alive, which...
1: That oh, alone. Right.
0: <laughs> how? Michael Myers is a killing machine. He doesn't mm-hmm. feel... Gratitude towards nope. people.
1: Mm-mm. Okay. 1995. Probably, well, most definitely, one of the worst. Yeah, we're
0: starting to get into tricky Halloween territory now. But do you remember who's in it? This is before H2O, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. 1995.
1: H2O was the first one I got to see in the movie theater. Yeah, because
0: that came out when we were in, like, middle school. Mm-hmm.
1: And that has like... I was 13. Doesn't have, like, Josh Hartnett yes. or whatever. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so 1995... Do I know who it is? Oh, yeah. Are they A-listers now? Yeah. Is it a male or a female? It's a man. It's a grown-ass man. It's not Matthew McConaughey. That's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Correct. Johnny Depp? Freddy Krueger. Oh! Um yeah no I know he's Freddy Krueger. there For a minute I had a complete blonde moment. Right. I thought you meant Freddy Krueger was, I was in like, the oh, movie. And I'm like that was <laughs> Freddy versus
1: Jason no, that no, happened no, in the no. 2000s.
0: Um no I know Johnny Depp was in Freddy Krueger. I was yeah. just trying to think of like
1: Nope.
0: Uh George Clooney?
1: Nope. You ready? Yeah. Paul Rudd. <laughs> oh my god! Well, why it might be the worst, but it will forever be my favorite. Yeah. Of course I love it. So much. That is he, one
0: good thing that came out of the 1995 Halloween, apparently. He
1: brings back Tommy Doyle. He's Tommy Doyle. Oh, and does he look exactly how he looks yes. now, 100 years ago? Yes, but he plays the most like nerdy, awkward motherfucker because he's fucking Tommy Doyle and he hasn't been able to let any of this shit go. Like, mm-hmm. he's obsessed with Michael Myers. He lives across the street. He's obsessed in a good way or a weird, bad way. You know, he's not a bad person at all. He's no, just but I mean, really, it's not like an unhealthy obsession. No, no, He's no. He's like like, kind like, of a nerd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He lives across the street from the Myers Have house. you seen
0: the meme? I'm sure you have where it's like Paul Rudd and it shows him like, like clueless. And now and it's like 30 years is six months in Paul Rudd time.
1: Seriously. It <laughs> looks the exact same. Are you kidding me? Yep.
0: Though? Paul Rudd for us guys. Right up there with Tony Shalhoub. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who else? Everybody. Oh. I'm trying to think of like what other actor is that endearing to us. <laughs> Hmm.
1: I mean, we've got a handful, but... Yep. I oh. love us, Paul Rudd. I mean, Johnny Depp. <laughs> nah. Not anymore.
0: No, not like... You, you can't have the same affection for Johnny Depp that you have for Paul Rudd and Tony Shalhoub. It's you're... a different thing.
1: Okay. I get what you're saying. <laughs> Anyways. Semantics. This fucking movie turns it all into, like, a cult. hmm Right? It's called The Thorn. And apparently, Michael has, like, roots with this cult and the thorn. And that's why. That's Mm. why. So it's like when the constellations line up. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Like, they go fucking deep. This motherfucking cult, they somehow got their hands on Jamie that night. Also, when they released Michael from the prison cell, they kept her. Impregnated uh, her. I don't like that. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Trying to make like a Michael Spawn, like a a new a new Michael. Yeah. That they are gonna experiment on. How'd that turn out? All right. So she gives birth on Halloween Eve. Of course. Mm-hmm. What a what a happenstance. Yeah. And she escapes. By, um, she, ha- there's a nurse there, like a midwife that realizes just how fucked up all this is, helps her escape. And, um, she gets to a bus station mm-hmm. where she hides the baby mm-hmm. and she finds a pay phone and she calls a radio station in mm-hmm. Haddonfield. Okay. All right. right, sure. Not the police, a radio station. Maybe the police are in with the thorns. Right. So they think it's a hoax. Of course. But. How but would you ever take that seriously? Loomis. It just happens to be listening. And Tommy Doyle, they both know what's up. Mm -hmm. They believe it's all true. Tommy picks up on the bus schedule going off in the background. Yeah. And figures out where she is. Oh. But not before Michael puts her on one of of my all-time favorite kills. On like a hay barrel shredder. Yep. It's like a farm machine. He just fucking impales her. I actually remember that, yeah. And she like... Says something super condescending, like "fuck you, you won't ever get my baby, you piece of shit," and he turns that shit on of and course. just shreds her. He's so creative, right? Yes, I know. A lot more fucking creative than Kemper,
0: right? <laughs> he 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 had a lot of the same hits. <laughs> it was just the same thing over and over and over again. Although throwing darts at his mom's head was a real highlight.
1: Yeah. So, but poor Jamie, right? So she's done. So, anyways. Tommy ends up with the baby. Okay. Okay. And someone, of course, has moved in to the Myers house across the street. So he sparks up a relationship with them. Like, How you, cheap do
0: you think their mortgage was? Right? I know. You
1: motherfuckers <laughs> need to get out of this house. So they end up trying to help him. But long story short, Tommy, the chick from across the street, and the baby all get kidnapped by the cult. Oh. Right? They end up back at the headquarters. But Michael's like, fuck you guys. They're mine. Right. Stop fucking with my people. Right. All right. So he kills the cult. <laughs> Good. <laughs> this is one thing I can agree on. Mm-hmm. Fucking kill them all. Yeah. He's done with the cult. Fuck you guys. Um. Imagine worshiping somebody that much. And then he just slaughters you right. all, you fucking stupid. Tommy finds some weird fucking green syringes. Oh. Ends up injecting Michael enough to slow him down. What if it would have made him super powerful? I know he just gave him super, even more super. Of strength. course, enough to slow him down so that he can beat the shit out of him with a lead pipe. Tommy does. Yes, Paul Rudd gets so the fucking. Tommy does not idolize Michael Myers. No. Okay. Mm-mm. He's he wants to know why he tried to go after his babysitter that night. Like mm-hmm. he's been traumatized through the whole thing because he really liked Lori. Like that was his fav- like his best friend. He was a super nerdy yeah. kid. So yeah, basically he's like he wants to know what's up. Why are you such a piece of shit?
0: Word. Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, Tommy and the baby escape. Um, I forgot to mention that Loomis makes his way. <laughs> to this fucking... And it's the same actor all through, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, when Tommy and the baby are getting ready to leave, they're like, "Come on, Loomis," and Loomis is like, "No." I've got unfinished business. Oh, yeah. Like, you might have beat the shit out of him. Do we that- ever
0: find out who the steel-toed cowboy boot man is? The leader of the cult. Oh, okay.
1: Yep. Good question. Mm-hmm. Leader of the cult. Um, the movie ends up, like, cutting abruptly, and we just see Michael's mask laying on the floor. There's no body, mm-hmm. and just the sound of Loomis screaming oh no Not so Linus. we don't see anything we don't i mean we assume yeah, you can never one. assume though i know then we finally get to h2o it was 1998 yep,
0: yep. Mm-hmm.
1: the first one i was able to see in the movie theater and it's h2o because the 20th anniversary correct we are now f- like fucking 40 years deep can you believe that yeah Currently, that blows my mind. It's so crazy. And the fact that Jamie Lee's coming back for another two. She's such a fucking badass. And the
0: fact that it keeps being sequels, because we're even further deep with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but that's just
1: remake after remake after remake. Right. It's all the... mm -hmm, They're trying to take whole new takes. Like, like, we're going to totally divert in timelines here in a couple movies. Actually, at this movie. So this movie... Put that microphone closer to your face. This movie is like... (laughs) The other ones never existed, right? They're all it's restart. Mm-hmm. It's like she never had Jamie. Mm-hmm. She never died in a car accident. Yep. She just picked up and started a new life. Yep. Okay. Um. Let's see here. One of my favorite things about this movie is she's working as like a headmistress at a private school. Yep. Her secretary is her mom. Her real life mom. Oh, from Psycho. Psycho. Yeah, Janet Curtis
0: or we, Janet Lee. We, we learned that a few episodes ago. Mm-hmm.
1: I just thought that was so cute that she would bring her mom into it. I do love it when real family members work together. Mm-hmm. And um, her son just celebrated his seventeenth birthday. Mm-hmm. It's is Josh Hartnett Harrison? correct? Mm-hmm. What happened to Josh Hartnett? I don't know. We loved him. Yeah. I'd love to see where he's at now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, he just celebrated his 17th birthday. He knows about his mom's past. Mm -hmm. Like he knows the whole thing. He's the only one who knows. Mm -hmm. No one else knows. She goes by a totally different name. And um, they just um, obviously, I mean, he's a teenager, but they just butt heads because he's like, she's beyond overprotective i wonder why right i mean be a little understanding ever tell him why yeah okay Mm -hmm. like he's full aware that he just doesn't think it's that serious no
0: like mom get over it sounds like uncle mike needs to come pay you a visit josh
1: ding ding so she thinks she's doing him a solid by allowing him to go on the school trip which was going to yosemite for the weekend or Mm -hmm. whatever like get the fuck out of town yeah leave Leave me here on Halloween. Let me drink and fuck my boyfriend yeah, and just try to drown out my past, right? Like, I'm doing you a solid by letting you go. He decides he wants to kick it back on campus with mm-hmm. his girlfriend, Michelle Williams. Yes, Michelle Williams. Come through. And then two other friends that are, like, no-name actors. Okay. Yeah. So they sneak back onto campus knowing that everybody's gone, right, at this mm-hmm. private school. Elo um, Che is the security guard i was picturing another famous person and i couldn't get it together in my head one buster rhymes comes in yeah and tyra banks yeah we're getting real classy with the actors i mean these are all
0: a-list 90s people Mm
1: -hmm. so ll cool j is the security guard and he's obviously not very good at his job not noticing these fucking kids (laughs) i do love cool james i will tell you that much And they make the whole thing romantical with Uh, candles and cafeteria food and a bottle of wine they stole, but they can't open. It's probably just like cooking wine. It's like nothing good. (laughs) And Jamie Lee Curtis and her boyfriend are about to do the nasty when she is drunk enough to have the courage to tell him about her past. Wow. How does he take it? He thinks she's joking at first, and then it's like, no, I'm serious. And it's at that moment that it clicks in her head, her son's birthday and his age and the Halloween that it is, that she gets like a weird fucking vibe. Took you long enough. Right? That's what I'm saying. So she tries to call. It doesn't go through. So she's like, fuck What are they that. on, Nokia's? Right. And, um, well, she's got, like, a house phone because she's in the house, but yeah. still. But what's she trying to call their Nokia all mm-hmm. those, So she goes up to his room to see if maybe he left his phone in his room. Nope. But what did he leave? All of his fucking camping supplies. God damn it, Josh. Right? Super obvious. So she knows he never fucking went on the trip. And now she's livid mm-hmm. and scared. And she doesn't know what to do. And this boyfriend who was just about to get laid is like, bro, what is happening? Right? <laughs> Like I was just about to get some. Anywho, they eventually make their way back to the campus. I think they wanted to talk to the security guard. They want to talk to LL Cool J. And they realize that um, her son and the girlfriend are already trying to escape Mm -hmm. because Michael's already done and killed their two friends. Yep. Right. And so they're trying to leave. And just as they're crossing back through the gate that she's about to enter, they shut the gate and Laurie comes face to face with Michael. bump. Mm-hmm. I remember that scene, too. I remember the fence being in between them. Exactly. Yep. And she tells everybody else to fucking bounce. Oh. Because just like Loomis, she's got fucking un- finished business to attend Yeah, she does. Come on, Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm -hmm. So we got like a whole cat cat and mouse situation in the school. Like they're stalking each other, Mm -hmm. fucking with each other before they get their final showdown. And sip for this. Take a big
0: sip. I like that she's more aggressive now. She's Mm. like, fuck you. Could you
1: imagine like she's... (laughs) I would cry forever. I would be. I would like. Can you just kill me? If I, would, I if I lay down right now, can you stab me real fast so it's over soon? I don't want to do this shit. All it's given her is strength, and Ugh. we would be shells. Puddles. We, would,
0: we would, on the floor.
1: We would be so fucking. I, when I
0: say I'd rather him just kill me than keep doing this, right. I
1: honest to God mean that. Can you just just do it fast? Right. We would be so broken. So. She ends up stabbing Michael several times in the chest, sending him over a balcony. Oh, wow. Reminiscent. 20 years later. Mm Mm-hmm. Police show up. Guess Michael's dead. But where's the body? Right. Does it vanish? No. Oh, it's still there? No. They put him in a body bag. (gasps) Oh, shit. They transfer him out. The paramedics take him out. Put him in the back of a van. That's never a good thing. Lori's not done. She, like, threatens the cops and the paramedics. Like, I'm going to fuck you guys up. Steals the keys and takes off with the van. Oh, my God. She knows it's not done. Is this the one where she shoots him in the head? No. Okay. Sorry. Mm -mm. Keep going. Mm -mm. So the van goes flying, like, off into, like, a wooded cliffy type area. He ends up getting impaled on, or no, he gets pinned between the van and a tree, mm-hmm. so he cannot move. Mm-hmm. He's reaching out to her. Yep, like help me. Oh I'm, yeah, mm. I'm your brother. Oh fuck off. You love me? No, help I don't. Me. And she like eh, kind of falls for it, and then she's like, "Oh no, just kidding!" and decapitates him. Oh, cuts okay. his head off with an axe. Yeah. I knew she did something to his head. Right. And you're thinking, oh, Michael Myers, you're literally fucking cut his head off. How are they going to bring him back? Because
2: it wasn't because really it Michael wasn't Myers. Exactly. <laughs> Do you remember
1: who it was? Um, No. It was the paramedic. Oh, he dressed him up. He crushed his larynx mm-hmm. so that he couldn't speak or call out. Yep. And dressed him in his whole thing. Again, the paramedic's 6'8". Exactly. Right? (laughs) No, fucking mountain-sized. I know. It's so (laughs) crazy. So, because of all of that, they were able to somehow bullshit Halloween Resurrection. Yes. In 2002. Yes. Which was three years later. And Lori is now in the psych ward. The psychiatric hospital. I mean, because she finds out she killed an innocent man. Fucked up. And not her brother, Mm -hmm. who's still fucking alive. Right. Right. (laughs) Who wouldn't be in a fucking psychiatric hospital? Also, how does
0: he keep finding. Okay, coveralls are one thing. How does he keep finding new masks that look
1: exactly like the original mask? So I appreciate in. I want to say in every movie, they end up having a reason. He definitely comes across the mask in different ways. Oh, I guess maybe I forgot that part, but I'm just like, yeah. how? A lo- so a lot of times he technically dies in the mask, right? They never take the mask true. off. True, true. Um, in this case, he would have, right? He would have been dressed as the paramedic, so he wouldn't have had the mask. Mm-hmm. So he's going to have to earn it back Okay. in this movie. All right. And... um Again, this fucking hardcore bitch, she is not taking her meds. She's pretending to take her meds. She's hiding them. She wants to be on alert. Exactly. She's planning. She knows it's not He's going to come back. Of course he's going to come back. And she is not willing to go down without a fight. But I just, there's no explanation for this. Somehow she managed to set up a booby trap on the roof. Of the psych ward? Yes. <laughs> okay. Because in their struggle, they end up on the roof, and she literally has like a fucking weird crane. So what you're saying is he shows back up to the psych ward. Yeah. Okay. But within being locked up, them medica- trying to medicate her, somehow she sets up this fucking booby trap on the roof. Yeah. So when Michael finally does come back on Halloween to get her, and they go through all this fucking shit and end up on the roof, She's got this weird fucking crane that just picks him up. I'm like, how? How, you guys? I mean, you're really, you're really stretching it here. I appreciate all the thought, but even I become a skeptic at this point. Also, you know how to operate a crane? The whole thing. (laughs) How? Anyways, it's the whole to-do where she... Starts having flashbacks of the last time she killed her brother or thought she did. Yep. Right? And so she needs to be sure. So she reaches to take his mask off. Bad idea. Right? Bad idea. Oh, my God. And so it gives him the opportunity to pull her in. Yep. And they both go over and she fucking dies. Again. Mm Mm-hmm. Intro to Dangertainment. Oh. And their idea. It's still same movie. Yes. Okay. Right? Lori's dead. They gotta move on to something else. Mm-hmm. Right? Michael's awake. She's dead. He's gotta play with somebody. Yeah. Right? So um, they have an idea for a reality TV show. Oh my god. At the OG Myers house. <laughs> uh huh. Where participants, it's the first time they're introducing like live stream Uh uh-huh right people are wearing the cameras they've got the whole house set up with cameras yeah and they're doing this whole show where participants are supposed to try to search the house to find clues yeah as to why michael myers is what he is
0: do you You remember that it's just like that show on mtv do you was that on was that mtv Oh, come on. They would have to go to like really haunted places and they would only have like their own personal like body cams on and they would have. You don't remember this? No. I will look it up. Leave a comment if you guys remember what show I'm talking about. Yeah,
1: because I would love to. So
0: they would go to like, let's say, a old Victorian hospital okay. that's like supposedly haunted. OK. And you would have like a command room where you had electricity. hmm. And the only cameras were cameras that were planted around the hospital hidden or whatever haunted location they're in. Or they would have, they also had these cameras on their helmets that would like come down and like face them oh, So you would see their faces. I'm getting
1: bizarre flashbacks of this. And then yes. they would have, they would have yes. things they would have to do. So they're Everything like. Everything was in like that eerie night vision cam. Yes. Yes. Because there's no
0: electricity anywhere else right. in the place. Right. And they're like, um, here's the room where 147 patients were but brutally I, murdered. I, you I have to like, spend the night here.
1: So absolutely. It's 100% that. But I feel like watching that, I feel like I didn't watch it because it felt too set up.
0: It was fun, though. People would get scared. And at the end, if you made it and did all your tasks, you'd get a certain amount of money. And any time that you dropped out of your task, money would be taken
1: out of the pot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was. Great idea. And that is exactly what's going on here. Yep. Okay. Buster Rhymes, Tyra Banks. (laughs) Back again. Yes. They're, they're the two people behind Dangertainment trying oh. trying to make this a hit.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Very
1: Tyra. Mm. She looks phenomenal. I'll of course say. she does. Oh, yeah. That This was like peak Tyra Banks. Mm-hmm. So these participants are all hooked up in the house. Michael obviously comes and starts killing people. But the people watching from the internet think that it's all like part of a prank like a hoax yeah of course right I would think that of course and even the people in the house right think think it's a setup yeah no one believes because how could the real Michael Myers be here Mm -hmm. surprise so I do appreciate that I think that's kind of a fun twist Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. and it's still Michael Myers killing people it's not pumpkin singing jingles right
1: Right, because there's the one Friday the 13th where it's a fake Jason Yep. And that one, I can never remember which one it is. I think it's the fourth.
0: Well, we have a Friday the 13th episode coming up. Maybe you can go through all 75 uh, right. Friday the 13th I know. Movies. I'm
1: sorry if I'm boring you. You're not
0: boring me at all. I love this. It's a trip down memory lane because I've seen them all. So most I remember and then some stuff I don't remember. Right, And then... Like so, Paul Red being around.
1: I know. He's everything. Um, Obviously, Tyra's got to get it by Michael. Yeah. But Buster Rhymes uh-oh, manages to fucking put up quite the fight with our main girl. And they end up, again, sparking a fire in the house where okay. they escape and they believe that Michael's trapped and Bust is feeling like he's the fucking oh. man. Oh, yeah. Right? Like he just, he, it was his idea to do this and he brought Michael back and he survived it, oh, right? Oh, okay, the, the, the whole thing. Sorry. It's Halloween. But when they open the body bag for Michael's autopsy. Guess what? And they zoom in on his face. His eyes open. Hey. And the movie ends. And then. So the reason they brought Rob Zombie in is the person who had been working on these random films prior not to say that they're bad. I clearly love them. They're still a huge part of my life. I'm obsessed with them. He passes away. Okay. Right. Loomis, the person who plays Loomis also passes away. Rest in peace, Right. Loomis? So we're losing a lot of our original yeah. roots.
0: Well, like you said, it's been at this point 30 years exactly. or whatever. right.
1: So they bring, it was um the man's son. He steps in and he um invites rob zombie to work with him on the first one and guys we love rob zombie
0: we love, love. house of a thousand corpses and devil's rejects i've loved him as a musician forever oh, i yeah. was a big white zombie fan i'm a big rob zombie fan
1: living dead girl it's the best Everything. his wife's super
0: hot he puts her in every movie i think it's the only acting gigs she gets mm-hmm. sherry moon zombie mm-hmm. um so now we're going to enter into the Rob
1: Zombie. It's Halloween. So this isn't sequels, though. This is now. He redoes the first and second. Yes. These are now remakes. Remakes. Right. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So we've already diverted in the timeline where Jamie doesn't exist. None of that yeah. shit happened. We skipped forward. And now we're going back in time. And by the way, we've already re-killed now
0: Jamie Lee Curtis is now, air quote, dead. Yes. Her son, Josh Hartnett's dead?
1: No. He escapes. He survives. Yes. OK. Yes. So that's where we're at. But mm-hmm. now we're going to remake what, the franchise. Jamie, or I mean, Laurie's daughter Jamie would have been dead. But yeah. But I mean, we just pretend she doesn't exist now. Exactly. That baby. What baby? <clears throat> right. <laughs> Literally. I do love that they named her Jamie, though. Mm-hmm. So Rob Zombie's. Ends up spending, like, close to an hour. On just backstory? Yes. On just building up this shitty shitty, fucking family. I remember his mom's like a stripper. Exactly. And that's Rob's wife, Sherry Moon. And it's it's not even a stepdad. It's like a shitty boyfriend. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And he's bullied. And we see him killing animals. Mm -hmm. Right? He... That's Hey, very Edmund Kemper. No, exactly. He starts with the animals first. He gets pushed past his bounds on like the bullying at school. Somehow gets his bully alone in the woods. And that's his first kill. Mm -hmm. He kills his bully first. Yeah. And the boyfriend. The mom's boyfriend. Yeah, he probably had it coming. Yeah. Before he then kills his sister. Well, (laughs) now. And the whole. Oh, no. Not even that. It goes bully boyfriend of the mom, boyfriend of the sister, yeah, who fucks her with the Michael Myers mask. That's weird. Mhm. Why that, does the Michael Myers mask is, exist? It just does, it's just there. That's how yeah, he thinks it's a creepy mask. He wears it while they fuck. That's how the young Michael Myers gets it. He's yep. right wants to be a clown for Halloween but then switches into that. Yep. Even as a child. Yes. And then kills his sister. Fantastic. Right? So already Rob Sofie's just taken it to a whole nother level. Yeah. So this is all like the first, like I said, hour into the movie. And then we get our remake mm-hmm. where they, they do. They try to make it very reminiscent of the first movie. Yes. Um, and one of the fun facts is the sheriff in this one and the next one The guy who plays the sheriff, he's the voice of Chucky. Oh, okay. Mm hmm All right. I thought that that was fun. Yep. And I forgot to mention on some of the earlier Halloweens, um, it was similar people who also had worked on, like, Friday the 13th. Yeah. So they were all kind of in the same family. Which imagine I imagine that I know How amazing. I know I appreciate that. They, How do you live my dream life? I know it gives me feels for some reason. I'm like, oh, I love that. My my whole worlds like collided. And yeah. I didn't even know.
0: And even like this Halloween, I had high hopes for it because Rob Zombie is the ultimate horror movie fan. Right, he is a diehard, geeked out, old school right. horror movie fan. Mm-hmm. So I really felt like Halloween would be in good hands. Mm-hmm.
1: And so this one, we see Michael cradling his baby sister, who he refers to as baby boo. Oh. Right? And his mom comes home from stripping Mm -hmm. Rob Zombie's wife. And she's just like, what's up, baby? Like, what are you doing outside? And when he doesn't respond, she's like, what the fuck's up? Mm -hmm. Goes into the house. And then it's full-blown hysterics. We've got sirens, news reporters, her being dragged out of the house. Hysterical i mean could you imagine right and we've got our new fucking loomis that i hate oh the tea i got beef with zombie on his take of loomis i don't remember anything about rob zombies loomis he makes loomis into this like fame hungry like book tour-y why
0: i don't know that does not, everything I just said about it being in good hands with mm-hmm. Rob
1: Zombie, that feels a little weird. That's the one thing about his remakes that really tickled me the wrong way is that Zombie is a piece of, or I mean, <laughs> I, excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. Is that he love made, you. He made Loomis a piece of shit. And I did not, I wasn't cool with that. So I would not be cool with that. And the other thing, and I'm sure you're about to get to it.
0: The other thing that I was not happy about is there's like a, at least a brief moment where he kind of makes him a little bit like an anti-hero.
1: Like he's killing, but he's killing people that kind of Well, that's the deserve whole thing. it. That's the whole thing. He makes his family out to be a piece of shit. But I remember, and- it's hard because
0: I've only seen it once, but I remember things happening at the um, at the hospital, at the yeah. insane asylum, where it was like, he's not killing just to kill. He's no. like killing specifically.
1: His family. And- his family. Yeah.
0: I know. But like also like because doesn't he
1: kill is it like some security guards? Like he stops something from happening. So he almost. OK. So I'm trying to remember the scene. I know exactly what you're like. Talking I feel about. like there's
0: like two security guards who are like basically up to no good. Yeah. And he stops that from happening. Yeah. He kills them. Yeah. then like leaves other people alive. And then it's like but that's mm, I get it.
1: But that's not but Michael that's Myers. A, absolutely. He's a killing machine. He's not an antihero. He absolutely. has no conscience. Mm hmm. I know. So besides those few things, I did like the second half of the movie where he yep. does his remake because he does. He did a pretty good job. Yep. Um. Uh, Like especially using the famous last lines like, was that the boogeyman and the whole thing like that. And you can always
0: count on Rob Zombie to show you. Show you your gore, show you your violence. Oh,
1: for sure. I would say they probably have the biggest kill counts. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Compared to. And Rob Zombie's going to show you everything. He's not going to pan away real fast. And I would. I also want to say I won't feel like the second one probably went even a step further. I honestly don't
0: think I've ever seen the second one. Really? Mm -mm. I think. What year did it come out? 2009. Oh, I have no excuse. I was going to say I I think I was having kids. Nope. I have no excuse.
1: I didn't have my daughter yet. So his movie ends with Michael grabbing Lori's hands mm-hmm. and she finds a gun nearby and she's just screaming and we know we can hear the sounds of sirens in the background and they have that like semi-sweet moment where she's like, you're my brother. I or, you're I mean, a not- soulless psychopath, but... Exactly. Right? <laughs> and, like, reaches out and they do, like, E.T. fingers. All. And she's and she's Baby Boo, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
2: hmm
0: But he still wants to kill you, Lori. Don't get it, it twisted.
1: Right. And um, the cops end up getting their shot. hmm And so she's able to come out. And she comes out wearing his mask. Why? Why? Right? Because Rob Zombie just had to take it. He loves that. To, like, another
0: level. It's just like in Devil's Rejects when the maid comes out wearing the face mat anyways. Yeah.
2: Anywho.
0: <laughs> so the second one, he did. Get, did
1: you like the second one even better? Maybe I should watch it. Maybe <sighs> I have watched it and I forgot. So I'm still, like, I'm a bigger fan of the originals, the Carpenters. Of course. That's not. In question. Yeah. I'm just the I just want to rob of,
0: zombies. You like the second one better.
1: I don't know. Cause the second one, he gets full rights over everything. Oh shit. <laughs> and the way that he tries to bring his wife into it, it's just, it's so over the top. She's constantly coming back as like this vision of like a white ghost. And like a horse. I have seen this one. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've right. seen this You're one. You're probably just blurring the two yeah. into one another. Mm-hmm. Because there... not to mention, these movies are fucking so much longer, right? He spent a whole hour just doing the back. Is there one the of those like ink blot tests that show horses yes. at some point? It, no, yeah. At all of this. Mm-hmm. It all plays into each other. Because once again, this second remake, he still spends the first almost full hour going into background shit. He just wants his wife in a movie. No, that's what I'm saying. He just wants her. movie. I get it. I love her, but he just wants her in a movie. I know. And so finally we get to like the, the new second movie, I guess we'll call it. Right. And it's 15 years later. Halloween night. Lori and Loomis are in the hospital Mm -hmm. after the original shit. Can you guess how Michael gets out? Gets out, where is he? A mental hospital? How he gets out? Right. What what could they possibly be doing with him that would cause him? Oh, transferring. W- him. Right. What for no wh- reason. Right. What could possibly be occurring on he, fucking Halloween night that would cause He's him. nice and safe
0: at this one hospital <laughs> on lockdown. We right. gotta transfer him.
1: Right. What else would we do? On Halloween. <laughs> so he finds his way to the hospital as Lori's waking up fresh from surgery. She finds the dead bodies of the nurses, and she gets the fuck out into, like, a security booth, and just as Michael's about to cut her head off with an axe, she wakes up. It's a dream. Exactly. Oh, my God. But she wakes up where? She wakes up exactly one year later. Oh. Suffering from night terrors. Well, for good reason. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So the 15
0: years didn't happen. I no, mean, wait, hold on. I messed up in my timeline. The second one is definitely 15 years later. Yes. But she wakes up. It's so
1: the second one happened like it should have, exactly following, and that's what she was dreaming about. But now, now she, it's 15 years it, later. Yes. Got it. Yes, Sorry, yes. I was confused. Yes, yes I apologize. Yes. No, no, no. Because I wonder why it would be so <laughs> fucking confusing. Right. <laughs> oh. Speaking of confusing, now I'm lost. Okay. Anyways, so. You should make your type a little bit bigger
0: there. B, yours is small tonight, too. I know. What were we? Who are we? Mine mine was supposed to be bigger. Your work email fucked mine up. Mine was originally eight pages. Well, no. I have three pages in my hand. Maybe they're fucking with us. Maybe they are. Right? Instead of the warnings.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They just cut out all the really.
0: They just, they just made it completely unreadable. Now this will teach those dumb bitches.
1: I'm dying. Oh my god, this is so <laughs> fucking funny. Anywho, uh, Loomis is on these fucking m- talk book, shows. Yeah, book everything, tours. book tours, speaking events, shows, anything. Man, I don't he like can, this new Loomis situation. Anything he can get. And he writes a tell-all mm. exposing everything. Quick question.
0: Um, the Rob Zombie ones also take place in the 70s or now it takes place in modern day?
1: That's really hard to tell, to be okay. honest. He leaves it ambiguous. Right. Okay. I, I feel like it's current day with a lot of 70s thrown in. Yeah. It's just like it's modern day, but they're white trash. So yeah. it's like everything's old. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, whew. Where was oh, so <laughs> like what what is that what uh, what we're like how many in? We're almost we're almost up to date. We're almost date. we're getting to, there, guys right. I'm almost done. i promise. Halloween extravaganza. oh my goodness. anyway, so Loomis is a piece of shit. yeah, right. still he, a piece of shit. He writes this tell-all. That's how Lori finds out that she's related to Michael. She didn't know. What? Because she doesn't remember? No, she didn't know all this time. Oh. She never put it together. She had to read it in his book to really. He never told her? He's a piece of shit, this go around. I'm sorry. I get it. I get it. I'm on board. He is a piece
0: of shit. I'm so angry.
1: Anyways, so Lori's like, I'm going to fucking po- cope with my PTSD by getting fucked up. Yes, queen. One of us. I'm going to fucking rage. Yeah. I- I'm going to get blackout yes! drunk. I'm going to dress up. Finally, gonna, someone I agree with. Right. I'm going to go to a fucking party. Listen, come over here, girl. Come right. to the pot shed. I'm out, with you. Yeah, out in the middle of fucking nowhere. But she gets too drunk. Yeah, it happens. So her friends take her home. She really is one of us. And guess who's already waiting?
0: <gasps> for oh my God. Him. Uncle, or no, brother Mike. Yes. Big bro. Mm-hmm.
1: He is already there. I like that he's just waiting. How patient of yep. him. Mm hmm. Michael ends up murdering the shit out of Loomis in this movie.
0: Well, it sounds like he had it come. Maybe that's why they made him a piece of shit. Right. So that way, when Michael again making Michael like kind of an antihero, right? Where it's like these past two movies, you're like, fuck, Loomis is a piece of shit. So then when Michael finally kills him. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, fuck it, kill
1: him, Michael. He's a piece of shit. When you yeah. this go around, he's like dead, dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Um. The cops. End up shooting Michael multiple times. That won't work. Uh, Right? I mean, come on. But it ends up being Lori who takes the knife out of his hands. Uh Uh-huh. And after telling him how much she loves him. Aw. Right? Because you're my brother she stabs the shit out of him. Fuck yeah, Lori, get it. And this is while she was previously blacked out drunk. So, I mean, obviously I'm trying to skip through. So she gets blacked out drunk, taken home. He's there. Yep all this shit's a obvious. bunch of other stuff happens exactly Every, she sobers up a bit yeah everything's going down i was just so impressed that she was that wasted and still has time to well i think at that point once you find your first dead body your adrenaline's gonna start to kick in and you're gonna get into survival mode solid Not, point solid yeah, point i don't care how fucked up you are solid point point. and she's a myers Yeah. Right. She's got a little fuckle, a little little fuckle, a little fucking evil in her.
0: Also, Mm. but let's put ourselves in her shoes. Could you imagine being that drunk? Let's get that drunk in our heads. Yeah, I understand your adrenaline kicks in or whatever. Do you think the next day at some point she was like, like, you know how the memories start coming back to you from the night before, but it's in, like, flashes if I was, of your blackout? If I
1: was that drunk, I don't care if Michael Myers is in my house. I'm going home, I'm and I'm going to bed, and right. he'll kill me in my sleep.
0: I know, but could you <laughs> yeah. imagine waking up the next
1: day and being like, did that really fucking happen? Right, no. While well, she wakes up <laughs> with the movie ending... With her locked up in the loony bin. Uh oh. Still seeing these Wait, why is she in the crazy bin? Because she killed her brother. Like she- Michael Myers? <laughs> she yeah, she did the world a service. No, she's just so fucked up from the whole event. Oh, okay. Right? That but she's in the loony bin with a smile on her face. <laughs> it's the drugs, baby. She got that good shit. Okay, then we get a new (laughs) Halloween titled simply Halloween. Back to basics. But don't let it fool you because it's not like a Mm -hmm. reboot of the classic. It's 2018. And it's a sequel. (sighs) Uh, we're again taking a whole nother diversion in the because now we're pretending once again that jamie lee curtis is still alive exactly correct? exactly we're pretending like because you and i saw this in the theater together didn't we i believe we did i wonder how many we did we see h2o together
0: we might have i think we did i'm wondering how because i definitely have, saw it in why, the theater who else why would i are see we so
1: old why, why would, are we so old i know for
0: a fact i saw it in the theater so why would i have seen it with anybody besides you i don't know Anywho, I definitely remember seeing this with you in the theater.
1: So. Oh, hello, Siren. Perfect timing. Yeah. In this timeline, Michael's literally been in captivity for 40 fucking years. So none of that should happen. Nothing. It was all a fever dream.
0: They (laughs) erased
1: everything. It was all
0: a fever dream, guys. None of those people exist. Oh, my
1: God. And we've got podcasters oh shit we've got motherfucking podcasters (gasps) guys exciting to interview michael and his what now we're getting crazy and his new doctor who is a student of loomis's okay right a former student because he's dead Mm -hmm. right and they fucking suck they suck so hard They suck worse than us? Well, because they're dicks. They like try to taunt Michael. Well, that's a bad idea. Right? His 40-year-old mask. They're like.
0: Again. So then when he kills them, you're like, yeah, fuck you guys. Mm -hmm. Y'all deserve to
1: die. No, like, come on, Michael. Say something. Uh, Right? They're not fun podcasters. Which does nothing to Michael except, I mean, obviously we know he's livid. On the inside, he's gonna stab them so fucking hard, boiling. But all the other fucking crazies in the yard with him at this point, they're pissed for him. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. They're riled up. They know what's
0: up, they know whose side to be on. I know. (laughs)
1: So these pieces of shit, they really piss him off. But they don't get anything useful because, I mean, he's obvious, he's not gonna talk to them.
0: (laughs) No, he's not great at communicating his feelings. So they
1: figure they're gonna move on to. Uh Lori. Lori, Jamie Lee mm-hmm. Curtis. Yeah. Who now is basically like a recluse.
0: Yes, she's very like um she reminds me of those people who are waiting for the apocalypse. Yes. So they like stockpile and have yes. weapons and 1000% yep.
1: literally like her house is camouflaged. Yeah. In the Backwoods. Yep. She's got this huge fucking perimeter set up, like the gate, the whole thing. The security, Very like the- walking dead with money. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. She's had 40 years to prepare. Yeah. For this day. She knows it's happening. Yep. It's going to happen at some point. Absolutely. He's going to be back. To the point that it has ruined her relationship with her own child. Yep. She's been divorced twice. Her daughter wants nothing.
0: Hold on, though. Kudos to her for getting married twice. Yeah, like there's people who are not that out of their minds who cannot get married ever. They just can never make it happen. There so you go. she got married twice,
1: y'all. She pulled it in two times. Mm-hmm. But when the and wait,
0: who's her daughter again? Do do you know the actress's name?
1: <sighs> no, but she's a really well known actress. Yeah, I know that's. I remember her being well known. Yeah, but she, I don't remember who it is. No, she's amazing. If here, use my phone. You can look it up because she deserves the lookup. She's the best. I love okay. her a lot. Um, anyways, but when the podcasters finally bring up the severed relationship between her daughter and her granddaughter, Lori's Mm -hmm. like, that's it. I'm out. Like, fuck you guys. I'm surprised she agreed to talk to them in the first place. She agreed to talk to them in the first place because they offered her $3,000. Ooh, $3,000 whole dollars? Yes. Okay. So, I mean. I feel like I would have negotiated at least up to five. A a girl's got to get what a girl's got to get. But regardless... She throws their asses so out. So is her daughter, Judy Greer, who keep talking? Sorry. Yeah. Anyways. So um, you're on Halloween 2018. Mm-hmm. OK. Um, This is when we're at the movie where we're introduced to this estranged daughter who has a new husband. or I mean, not a new husband for her, but who has a husband and a teenage daughter who is. How old do you think she is?
0: The new, the teenage daughter. Yep. 17, of course, on Halloween. Is her
1: birthday on Halloween? They don't say that, but I mean, they all end up being the same age around the same time. But yeah. But she's like a scholar. She's a great fucking kid. Well-rounded. She's got scholarships, the whole thing. Like, her family is so proud of her. But she wants to know more about her grandma. Like, Okay, real quick. Is that her daughter? No, that's the mom. Oh, yes. That's so it's Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter. Correct.
0: Correct. Okay, so real quick. Her name's Judy Greer and she's been in 13 going on 30. She's a voice on Archer, Arrested Development, Ant-Man, Jurassic World, Two and a Half Men, 27 Dresses, Wedding Planner, The Descendants. (gasps) Bailey.
1: I can't. Jawbreaker. I can't. She's in Jawbreaker. What is her name? Judy Greer. Judy Greer. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, of course, when you look up
0: images of Jawbreaker, you get pictures of fucking candy. I know.
1: No. Oh, like I said, great actress. I love that they picked her. Excuse me. Oh, and
0: um, I think she was the one that they I have to look to make sure. I think she's the one in Jawbreaker that they pull in. Mm-hmm. Like she was like the ugly one. And then she she's the one who figures out that they murder their best friend. Mm-hmm. And so to like get her to not talk, they're we like, you can be one that. of us. We you know, for sure. I mean, I don't know what would be based on Jawbreaker, but fuck it. No,
1: not for this. Just in general. Just in life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So she was like, she's the one that they made over in the like kind of white dress. Yeah. She was like the nerdy one. Yeah,
1: for sure. Okay. All right, Judy. Right. We see you. So cute. Anywho's.
0: Sorry guys, that took a weird turn. <laughs> I just got so excited when I saw Jawbreaker. Yeah,
1: and I mean, she. Like I said, she deserves a shout out. <laughs> and she ends up being a fucking great character in this movie. And
0: I remember that it it ends up being that, like, her mom, Jamie Lee Curtis, really prepared her. Like, she doesn't want to talk about it, and she, like, stifles that part of her childhood and her personality because it's whatever, embarrassing or dramatic or what, however she Absolutely. feels about it. But then when the shit hits the fan, all this shit that Lori taught her no. comes up so to the surface. So this whole
1: time she doesn't believe that her uncle's the boogeyman she Mm -hmm. thinks her mom's fucking crazy and her mom literally raised her to know exactly how to use a gun how to do self defense like all this shit like almost to the point where you think child protective services would step in like the way that she was handling her daughter yeah but in the end it fucking pays off hell yeah it does put some respect on Jamie Lee Curtis's name please right so, um, even though the granddaughter is like a goody two shoes, she still goes out Halloween night. Mm-hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis finds out that once again, they're fucking moving Michael Myers and he's out and about. Why always on Halloween do they transfer Michael Myers? I don't
0: know. <laughs> we just have to accept that as I part of the movie series. Yeah. Okay, Fine. This doesn't have to be happy about it.
1: And so she goes to her daughter. Mm-hmm. And her daughter's like, mom, like, you're a drunk. You're this and that. <laughs> you're a drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of you course need to I to calm am. down. And it's like, no, where is your daughter? And then finally, like, when she can't get a hold of her daughter, she actually starts worrying. And it's like, OK, fine. Like, we're going to go back to your hermit shell mm-hmm. with you. Yep. Me and my husband. Oh, shit. The husband's there? Yeah. I forgot he existed. Um, Everybody did. I just thought it was the women. I know. Three generations. Nope. They're there. But remember, so the granddaughter's still out and about. So the cops and this new doctor. Yep. Protégé. Out and about looking for her and out and about looking for Michael. Okay. Right? This new doctor. Whew. He's hot? hot? No. Oh, I got excited. No. God. No. Okay. Sorry. Just kidding. I read no, the rumor he wrong. is a piece of shit.
0: Another piece of shit.
1: He wants Michael. Like, he wants to make sure that he does not get killed. He, like, almost wants to keep him, like, for his own experiments and shit.
0: Yeah. So
1: they find the granddaughter. They put her in the back of the patrol car. They find Michael Myers. He... Knocks Michael Myers out and then kills the cop that's there in the no patrol. Oh, shit. Yes. Throws Michael Myers' body in the back seat with the. Whoa. Yes. Yes. Intense. Right? What a weird fucking take. So creepy Mm because you can't get
0: out of the backseat of police cars. No, she can't escape.
1: No, so she's literally stuck in the backseat with this guy, right? And she's like, Okay, so he wants to almost like instigate a final showdown between Michael and Lori. Okay, takes Michael Why? directly to where they're hiding. Okay. Right. There are cops there on the scene, mm-hmm. like, trying to keep an eye. Because the
0: granddaughter's missing. Right. To keep, mm-hmm,
1: to keep an eye on everything. And so Michael wakes up, and, of course, he's fucking pissed. Yeah. But he doesn't take it out on the granddaughter. Uh-huh. Or. Why
0: not? Did he just not have his knife with him? He could strangle her.
1: No. He's he's going after the new doctor. He's more mad at the new doctor than the girl so she gets her opportunity to run out in the fucking woods
0: again this deviates from the original michael myers where he just has going for the family the bloodlust of his of his family members Mm -hmm.
1: he goes for the doctor first all right right fine yeah so the girl
0: gets again it's somebody that we want to see die right michael myers is not
1: supposed to only kill people that we we want want to see to see die i know And so that piece of shit, he gets a fucking, like, boot to the face. He gets his skull. Good. crush him. Oh, no, I know. It's great. It's a great fucking kill.
0: But, again, you and I used to cheer on, like, Michael and Jason whatever because it's kind of, like, edgy and funny and whatever to take their side. But now it's, like, you're not supposed to want to take their side. Right. And all these new Michaels, you want to take their side. And... Oh, we're out of
1: pages. We're going off script, people. I'm going off script. Um. Okay, so yes, he kills the doctor. The granddaughter is running out and about. Michael is now focused on Lori. Okay. Right? Yeah. He knows exactly where she is. He's basically got his in now because those fucking cops are killed. Yep. And so Lori's got this like underground bunker. Yo, it's like a secret door in the floor exactly. that you can't see if it's, it's like, closed. It's under like a kitchen medium, like one yeah. of those. Mm-hmm. And when she locks it down, you would have no idea it was there.
0: Exactly. It's my, honestly. It's an island. I, I'm That's, so paranoid. Her house is my dream house. It's the best. I would
1: love that. Everything. It's the best. I want all of it. Mm-hmm. So she's got her daughter and the husband down there but the husband is seeing what's going on through like her security cams. Mm-hmm. And so he wants to go out. Yeah. And so he basically lets Michael Myers in this because him idiot. trying to go out to find like the girl and to figure out what's going on with the cops and the struggle and everything. It just invites Michael Myers. in. Yep. Right. So Michael Myers comes in, that dude dies. She's down in the bunker with her daughter and the daughter, or the, okay, so Lori's daughter ends up luring Michael in because Lori's already shot through the floor. He knows that they're down yep. below, mm-hmm. right? With the idea like, I can't do it, right? Like, I'm too weak. Oh, no, poor me. Help right? me, help so me. So as soon as he exposes himself, mm-hmm. she gets the shot. Fuck yeah. Her instinct, everything her mom taught her. Even the playing victim. Pays in at this moment. Yes. Right? Everything comes into play right now. Everything. She sets him up. Oh, I'm so weak. I can't do it. Fuck you. Yes, right. Queen. Right? So she gets Michael from the front. Lori gets Michael from the back. The granddaughter comes into play. She wants her opportunity. She stabs the shit out of him with yes. a kitchen knife.
0: I love the three generations of women coming together and to get the right, job
1: done. Right. And so we basically leave off with the three generation of women walking away. All bonded and happy, mm-hmm. arms over shoulders. Yeah. And we've got two
0: more movies yes, to hold. Because once again, the end of this movie, they really lead you to believe that Michael Myers is dead. Yeah. Which we know better. Yeah. But they set it up like... Because don't they, like, I- explode him? So many times. You no, know I mean, at the end of this one, in particular, yes. they trap him down there, and then so, they, like, set fire to him. But here's
1: the way that they end it. So in the underground bunker where they're hiding, yeah. after the daughter shoots him, and Lori comes from the back and the granddaughter stabs him, they get him down in the bunker, yep. and it's booby-trapped where it completely closes off. Yep. A gas line leaks. They do. They ignite it, and it blows up. But when they pan back, he's not in there. Ooh. Right? We see the flames. We see Mm -hmm. everything else, but we don't see him. But where could he have gone? Right? I mean, well, that's for them to tell us. In the sequels. Fingers crossed, next
0: year. Yeah. For sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow, B, what a journey we just went on.
1: I'm sorry. Don't be sorry.
0: It's our Halloween extravaganza. It's our favorite horror movie. I
1: couldn't help myself. As soon as I couldn't watch a whole movie, like, end to end, which I ended up doing, but it wasn't what I wanted, right? I wanted two, and then the remake, I ended up watching four and five. Mm -hmm. But still, I'm like, why not? Let's just go deep.
0: Yeah, let's do it. It's our Halloween extravaganza. We love Halloween. It's one of the first horror movies that shaped us as people and made us love horror movies. And like
1: I said, it was one of the first ones that popped in my head for this whole podcast. And let's talk about the similarities. So we've got The Mountain of a Man. Huge. Ginormous. Big dude. Right. The killing of your family members as a... I mean, Edmund Kemper was a teenager, but we'll say as a minor. Right. I honestly believe that Michael Myers is beyond intelligent. The way that he gets away with shit. Yeah. Right? Like, he he acts like he's dumb and like a mute when mm-hmm. he's in the hospitals. But everything that he ends up doing. The way he
0: can manipulate people. The way he can set people yes, up. Yes. Yeah, for
1: sure. Absolutely. The killing of the animals. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. there's some similarities mm-hmm. there. No. It was just that John Carpenter never came out and said that it was
1: based on anybody in particular. And I don't blame him.
0: But like I said, if you Google it. It yeah, John Carpenter
1: also made Halloween 3. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm still bitter about that. <laughs> that was a,
0: that was a what, left that turn. Was, that
1: was a miss. That was a, that was was a, a miss. clear Look, fucking miss. You
0: win some, you lose some. That was a lose some.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's funny.
0: I love it. I love Halloween. You're making me want to go. Wa- I want to go watch H2O right now. Okay.
1: So, speaking about things we've watched together recently... Mm -hmm. I got to call you out. What did we watch last weekend? Oh,
0: fuck. Dude, it's been such a long week that 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 feels like a month ago.
1: I can't with you. (laughs) I know. Okay, guys. I'm so glad I got the opportunity to watch it with you (laughs) because for me to talk as much shit as I'm about to talk.
0: (laughs) Well, it doesn't deserve that much shit. Oh, girl, girl. It wasn't that
1: bad. It was that bad. No, What did we watch last weekend?
0: We finally watched The Fourth Kind. <laughs> and That's if you know, you know, if you've listened to old episodes,
1: we've been talking you know. about this for a while. Oh, my God.
0: About how I saw it, <clears throat> I believe, when I had a newborn at home daily. I don't care. Yes, you do care. Oh. My hormones, swinging left and right. You don't know what's happening in your world when you have a newborn, sleep-deprived. Anywho, um, The Fourth Kind, I saw it a long time ago, and it scared me to death. It scared me to the point where I had the lights on, I had the doors locked. You
1: were ready to declare it as, like, your all-time scariest movie. No, but I said it did scare me, and that's still true.
0: Back then, it did scare me more than almost any other movie besides, like, The Exorcist and a few other ones. Right. But the way it lingered with, like, it really fucking scared me. Right. And... I haven't watched it since because I was so scared by it. Yeah. Now, flash forward. Not only have I told Bailey about this movie over and over again, I've told when I was a hairdresser at a salon, endless clients about it, endless friends about it. Anybody who will listen to me talk about what a scary movie this is. And finally, B and I had a girls' night last weekend which we podcasted friday had girls night saturday i don't know why and we
1: podcasted friday talking about how we definitely shouldn't be drinking and then continued to <laughs> drink it talks about how got little way more drunk saturday night for
0: some reason friday night we're like we got to keep it easy this weekend blah 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 right. saturday night got well, yeah. wasted white girl wasted And we watched the fourth kind.
1: And And it was a
0: hot pile of dog shit. No, it wasn't a hot
1: pile of dog shit. No, it wasn't. I tried so hard to put myself in your shoes and to feel the scares. Up until she starts
0: levitating and screaming, it's scary.
1: And then it reaches a point where it's unbelievable.
0: No, No. you're not with me.
1: No, I'm not.
0: I think the it's just only because thing I told you that it was fake. If you would have believed it was real like I no. did, you would be much more scared. The
1: only thing I appreciated about the movie was the side-by-sides. I thought that that was a u- an unique take on the idea where they would do the <laughs> old-school interview and then the new interview. and I can't believe I fell for it. I fell I for it. I can't believe hard. you. I can't. Be- no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, line
0: and sinker. No. I fell for
1: that movie they had me for years they had me blair witch you want to tell me you fell for that sure i'll believe that but this (laughs) this i mean you guys i've asked for comments in the past right i've (laughs) pleaded with you please comments but come on watch the movie i need you to back me up this is literally (laughs) A piece of garbage.
0: I'm blushing. I'm I literally getting red in the face.
1: I can't. I can't. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. Did I enjoy watching the movie with you? A thousand percent. Because <laughs> you watched a the realization crawl over
0: my face as yes. I realized
1: like, that it's not that scary and it's obviously fake. If I had watched the movie by myself, I can't even tell you my reaction. <laughs> I could not.
0: I, I would just be like. I couldn't believe the further it got along and the faker it got. I was like,
1: God You knew it. it." You knew it in your soul. You're like, oh God, I
0: fucked up. Yeah, fucked up. Listen,
1: again we win some and we lose some. Everyone has
0: misses. John Carpenter missed with Halloween three. Yeah. (laughs) I missed with the fourth kind. Three and four. We both missed. Oh my Mila gosh. Jovovich missed by being in that fucking movie but
1: she still looked fucking phenomenal she looked probably the prettiest I've she ever seen her she is so goddamn gorgeous yeah, she I was cannot
0: unbelievably unbelievably gorgeous I know um, I love her listen it's a fun movie to watch. You guys it should is. watch it. It is I, fun. It's it just not is. as scary as I remember it Correct. being. Correct. Correct. It really fucked with me. I am being serious about, I'm going to blame it on pregnancy hormones. I, I will. Had, Go I had for a it. newborn. Yeah. I had a lot going on. I'm sure. Especially with that newborn. It was a lot right. happening.
1: Maybe so, fuck off. Maybe half of your fears were like in dream form. So I get it. Right? Because <laughs> you're like delusional. I'm yeah. All, I'm I'm with you. I feel you.
0: Oh, my Lord. It was
1: a fucking disaster.
0: Listen, I feel like you're really exaggerating how bad it was. It wasn't that bad. I've seen way worse.
1: I've seen Halloween three. Right. I've seen way worse movies. Absolutely. All right. So even though you're not up to date with me, you've already seen the show. So let's do True Blood. Uh, Oh, True Blood. Do you realize that you brought three Trulies? I did because I have to be a responsible adult at 10 a.m. Me too. I have to go to the store. Well, girl, you could go to the fucking grocery store with sunglasses. I can't go to preschool.
0: Oh, Uh, because you have trunk or treat tomorrow. Yes, exactly. I have to be like a legit person. I have to go
1: to the grocery store tomorrow. Yeah. You go to your fucking grocery store. (laughs) Bake a cake tomorrow. I have to be a real person.
0: All right, fine. But I will spark
1: up my joint.
0: Hey, um, oh, by the way, that's the other thing that happened on girls night, because I don't even though our podcast is THC, I don't smoke a ton of weed. No, I used to for years.
1: That's why you my boo.
0: Yep. I love it. I'm very pro weed. It should be legal. I love it. It's medicinal. I'm a hippie. Yada, yada, yada. I don't smoke a ton nowadays because it hits different. It makes me tired. It makes me quiet. Yeah. So if we're going to do a podcast or something, I don't want to clam up. But what did we do on Girls' Night? I did my first ever. Is that a gravity bong that's call, made out of a Sobe bottle? Correct. It's a Sobe. They call it a Sobe, but it's basically a gravity <laughs> bong that her husband made out of a Sobe bottle. And I mean, I'm glad I announced that I was going to leave after I did That it. was
1: the best part. You literally <laughs> prepped us. You're like, OK, guys, so this is what's about to go down. Because
0: B and Nick, uh, Bea and her, yeah, husband. You guys know his name's yeah, Nick. Yeah. B and Nick had <sighs> friends over. And, um... They were very sweet, awesome friends, but I already knew. I'm like, I'll do this because I'm just drunk enough to do it. But I for sure I'm gonna have to go home <laughs> afterwards. And I did it. And I sat down and I felt the anxiety attack happening. You're like, and I'm out. I grabbed my shit. Thank God I live right next door. I walked next door and, like, my husband was still up watching. He was watching of all things, Hunger Games. Love it. Catching Fire. Of
1: course. And I, <laughs> I walked in. And I'm like. Love
0: it. I got to go to bed.
1: <laughs> I like laid down in and bed. And the fact that you even remember that.
0: And I just focused on my breathing yeah. because my anxiety attack was so bad. I was like, just breathe. It'll be over soon. <laughs> just
1: keep swimming. Just and I keep fell asleep swimming.
0: and I was fine the next day. I wasn't even hung over the next day. Right. But yeah, that gravity bong hit different for sure. That's so. Hey, with how's your look of the week? Whatever could you have dressed up as as Halloween? That's right. How could I have forgotten? First of all, you look very <gasps> Wait, comfortable. Me, I am so. You look so comfortable. <laughs> it's basically pajamas, but it's, in a weird material. It's
1: way more comfortable than I thought it would be. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, let me get my prop, though.
0: OK, this will give you guys a clue of what B is for her look of the week, as if you haven't figured it out already. Oh, my Lord. Struggling, struggling. Here it comes. Here's your clue. <laughs> Bailey is dressed as Michael Myers. She has his coveralls. She has his work boots that also he always finds. Right.
1: Con- conveniently. And I'm his sure size. he's like a
0: size 18 or yeah. something crazy. 20. She's got his work boots. She's got his
1: coveralls. She's got his mask. I got it all. She's got a prop knife that has his little I'm ready. E- 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 and we're going to go, I'm going to go try to kill kill me some Mariah.
0: Kill me. Yeah. She's going <laughs> to try to kill I'm gonna me. I'm going to go
1: kill me some Lori.
0: I can't do quite Jamie Lee Curtis. I have one of my husband's plaid shirts on, which is insanely huge on me, which is hilarious. I have a bulky sweater
1: like she wears. I tried to feather my hair. I did terrible 70s makeup, you know. And I wonder who might be here. Visiting this weekend, that might be able to help us take, take our pictures? pictures tonight. Is Ben here again? Oh, I wonder. Oh my oh god, my guys!
0: Goodness. Leave Ben in comment. Ask him why he's always here. Right? He was so when we were eating dinner. He was so happy to hear that we mentioned him on the podcast. He's like, the fact that you guys even mentioned me. I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course, Ben. Of course.
1: All right. Now, if we can only get somebody else to mention him in our comments.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Leave a comment. So you will see Bee's Look of the Week, THC Podcast on Instagram, THC True on Twitter. We have a Facebook page, True Hollywood Crime. We have a TikTok, which I will hopefully, hopefully be posting videos of our yards and Halloween fun and mayhem. We'll do our best. On TikTok and I'm so excited it's Halloween
1: oh um, thank goodness this we- is
0: the longest podcast we've ever had we're at the two hour and 20 minute mark <gasps>
1: <laughs> well it's a really important which episode. is funny he's
0: kind of like 2020 yeah. 220 um but we have got to go we got to go inside i have to pee anything else you want to talk about b
1: no because i'm stuck in coveralls and i have to pee too oh my lord (laughs) you don't have to strip
0: down y'all all All right hey we hope you guys have a great halloween happy halloweeny have a safe halloween but have a mischievous fun drunk halloween take a shot for us we will be taking shots for y'all and we'll see you next time bye guys